to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is fucking Priest. Wow. Wait, <laughs> I'm confused. Pop or, in your... Or, or in other words, our movie this week is Serenity, Judge Dredd, Pirates of the Caribbean, Legion. Matrix Reloaded. It's the server gets of supernatural thrillers. Pop in your DVD or Blu-ray, press play, press pause when the Screen Gems logo clicks off. When the movie becomes Close Encounters for a second, press pause. And in a second, I'll say three, two, one on pause, at which point I'll press play. You'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, with four friends in your head. Those friends this week are myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And Trey, I want to watch Priest Stokes. <laughs> Hi. He you're, did this to us. <laughs> Trey, meet you're boss. The, you're the reason, Trey. You're why we're here. <laughs> hey, I, I said if you want to. <laughs> it's not like I put guns oh, oh, to your head. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no. All of a sudden we're getting How many okay. times did I say, look, if you want to do it, I just think it's worth doing. Anyway. Um, Love it or hate it, I think it's yeah, worth So doing. if you didn't watch Priest because you're a person, um, what it is is a a movie where in Paul Bettany, and this I'm related to the joke about the story itself, another movie where Paul Bettany plays a man of God who's like angry and vengeful and on a mission about something. A good guy or a bad guy, that's happened a lot. But From the same director. From the same director as Legion, uh, which are... Was it Legion? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, which we, we talked about. We fixed the shit out of it. That's a great episode if you want to listen to it. But the problem is um, ev- everything about Priest is something about everything else, <laughs> if that makes sense. We made the comment on Surrogates that you don't have to see any other movies if you see this one because all the other ones are in it. That's this. Oh, my God. As a movie itself, I actually didn't like it that much. I wasn't able to, at, at the outset, I didn't have enough uh, of an investment in the characters. I wasn't introduced to them in a way that made me go, I care about these people. I want to see what their thing is. I also, there's a kind of a lack of stakes because if he loses, the shitty city is 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 bad. <laughs> yeah, still. That, that is an issue. It's like, oh my God, they're going to come to the highly industrial they're, Oh God, they're going to fuck up the dystopia. Millions of yeah. armed guards. It's like, whereas they've already wiped out a bunch of, you know, poor farm families and that's who you well, feel bad about. Well, there's the, yeah. well, there's the point, uh, you know, Presumably you've watched this, you don't give a shit. Um, or you haven't watched it and you don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like the or Reavers. You, the Reavers might go to the Alliance Corps. Right. Well, that's good, right? Yeah. There's <laughs> a, yeah. And there's a, the the we see Carl Urban who who has become the first human vampire or whatever. So I'm like, so so wait, so you get to live forever. You're super strong, and and you can go out in the sun. I I don't see the downside to taking your deal and and, <laughs> yeah. and joining with you actually yeah compared to what else is going on so it's like we, back, we, back home i have to feed the boiler yeah we <laughs> we talk about how it's it's important for the villain to have a point but it's like it's also important for the villain's point to not be the best point <laughs> yeah it's also, it's, it's it's also important for the hero to have a point yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> anyway this movie uh we're gonna this is gonna be a very fun episode but i don't like this movie very much i'll try to not to be derisive about it but I in addition to being, in you. addition to being all surrogacy, it didn't actually work for me as a, as a movie. Brian, I hadn't seen it since until you know two nights ago or whatever it was. I can't remember it at least in recent memory when I've watched a movie that where there was such a clear delineation in my attention span between uh, when there was a very nice and pretty looking set piece action scene going on and when two characters were talking to each other about presumably something. I have no idea because as instantly when it just, I, my I guess I've just seen enough movies at this point where my brain just sees it coming. <laughs> it, they, well, you're like, it's, it, this it's is like, such an easy movie to check out on. You're like, all right, what time is it? Yeah. This is what they're talking about. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's <laughs> like, seen, okay, yeah. let me go it's see what's on Reddit for five minutes. It's time for this to be and, happening. Yeah. If you have seen other movies, you have overprepared for watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was actually surprised when I caught myself watching this movie going, 
character scene. Okay, what's on Reddit? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. something's happening again. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's if we could just figure out what film this is a fan film of, <laughs> <laughs> then we would know the secret of. And, what, what, and like we would also really probably awesome, find like, an awesome in, film, like seventies. You know, Philip Kaufman Invasion of the Body Snatchers kind of movie that this was a fan film of. Yeah. I bet that's a great movie. Dorkman? Uh, I, I am somewhere uh, uh, straddling uh, uh, the. Uh, I'm somewhere straddling <laughs> the fence. <laughs> it's, a, we've got, it's like literally a, a spectrum, right? Across it is. The couch it here. is. It is. I'm I'm straddling between where Brian was and where I think Trey is because I watch it and I'm like, yeah, it's it's a total cliche. I mean, about halfway through, I started calling out what movie I was watching a scene from, yeah. you know, what, what movie, the when we direct- get to it, I'll, I'll repeat what I did the yeah. other night, but I was like this, yeah. that spot well, the reference. Yeah, yeah. What movie basically, I, I mean, you watch it and you're like, well, the director sure liked this movie and he liked <laughs> this scene from that movie. Yeah. Um, did he make a movie in the, in the, in the period of time in which he was calling out other movies? The, I, I, sort of, I mean, the, <laughs> in, the, in the commentary, he does, Say some of the references. Yeah, he goes. This is from that. The issue. Mm. The issue is to me. I think this would have been a, if not a great movie, this would have been a much more enjoyable movie with like one more pass at the dialogue. Because as it is, that could even solve some of my problems. As it is, it's a perfectly serviceable movie. It's perfectly straightforward, but it's like everything people say is a cliche, or it's exactly what they're thinking or about to do, or it's a plot point. It's like there's no, there is no personality. There are no characters in this movie, and it's like everything is trying to spoon-feed the audience, like this is what I'm thinking, this is what the next scene is going to be. Um, and, and it's Dark like... man, I love you, but we have to do a commentary. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what, the, that's what this entire movie is, and it's like if you just, if you just kind of sanded the edges a little bit <laughs> and made it and and just just made it pushed a little more of that into the subtext move a comma or something start there fresh some, just... there are some great moments brad Dourif, his yeah. his little salesman character i'm like you yeah. write the whole movie there's like the him. movie yeah there's the i was gonna, movie. I was gonna, write I was the gonna movie say like that him. and then he gets great. sort of dismissed and tossed away and you want you, it feels like there's a there's a coda to his character that we didn't get yeah exactly something was something else should have happened but he, but he's the one who's like that is a person that's a character more yeah. of those yeah. and everyone else else is just fulfilling their you know their plug-in roles in in the including paul bettany yeah and by the way never ever everybody every director listening to this if you're going to hire paul bettany don't make him do the batman voice uh, he doesn't pull it off very well and and it's weird but i think paul bettany just like we said in legion i was like paul bettany if if anyone was going to make this movie work paul bettany is is just the answer is no one was going to do it it. but but he gives a great performance and and uh he does carl urban is is it's, and, it's, and so does he. It's what Carl they're. Urban, it's yeah. what they're working with. Yeah. Carl was, Urban is the perfect name for Carl Urban because when he says his name, you know he's saying Carl Urban. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's it's. He has I, a bunch I, of consonants in there. As I was saying beforehand, I was like, get out of there, Carl Urban. <laughs> <laughs> you are not, not a vampire. You are Carl Urban. Yeah. Trey, how did you come to this movie? Well, I I came to it literally in the checkout line at Ralph's, um, where I was you know there's a stack of DVDs there. It's like you know whatever Big Mama's house or what the you know whatever Tyler Tyler whatever Perry movie is out. I <laughs> <laughs> you finish and then I'll say what just happened. <laughs> did you do a spit take? No, uh, no I was okay. I was. I've been drinking wine, and I just oh. finished my finished my glass of wine, and I sat back to let you talk. And Teak hands me the bottle, like, "Keep going, like, we've got a whole movie to get <laughs> like, through. Keep it up. Just, you're gonna need this. Drink your medicine." Uh, I literally was. He I, needs his Dorkman juice. I quite yes, I quite literally was in the checkout line at Ralph's, Thank and you, there Teak. was and there was you know like, you know ten thousand stacks of movies. Like, oh look, they have fifty seven copies of Paul Blart Mall Cop. 
uh, which I don't think even for five bucks I'm going to pick up. But then there was Priest sitting there, and I remember the trailer for Priest being, wow, you know, that looks like really from a art direction point point of view. It's very stylish, you know. Yeah, so, it looks kind of pitch blacky. It's an art directed to to hell and back movie. Um, and I thought, well, four ninety nine, yeah, fuck it, fine, why not, you know? And I picked it up and I took it home and I popped it in and had no expectations really whatsoever. And I, I, it was like, huh, this is all the movies. Um, I, I really saved a bunch. I of got mo- a real deal. There. I saved yeah. a bunch of money there. As the joke goes, it's like I bought the dictionary because all the other books were in it, so I'm done. But at the same time, I've kind of found myself kind of like, even though I know that this is uh, literally like. You know, they they got like the paint by numbers. Okay, so you put a little violence here, you put some blood here, you put some chop sake over here. You have a, and a yeah, movie. Ta-da. Um, it's it's as formulaic as you can get, and yet I was like, well, but they did it. You know, they did the hell out of it, and it, they you know when it's supposed to be all stylish and kung fu-y, they did that. And when it and I it, and it probably gets bonus points just for me personally, because probably my favorite subgenre in all of movies is the faded, collapsed future genre. I, I, I just, for whatever reason, I find that the most fascinating. That's why I love Road Warrior. I love Firefly. You know, that sort of weird smash-up and why I should have left Terra Nova, but we're not going to talk about that bitch today. Yeah. Um, that weird conflagration of some functioning technology against, you know, ancient, old-school... Society. Yeah, trying yeah. to scrabble out a living. Um, and, and I just I really love that genre and I thought they did a beautiful job with it and it really is part of like you know even here where I get to go that's a cool motorcycle <laughs> and I can't wait to watch the special feature about I how, like they made, how they made that motorcycle uh, like I said if they if if they were more interesting when they were you know puppeteering yeah. their faces uh, yeah. and, and talking their faces were moving and yeah exactly and sound was coming, coming out, out when the meat puppets were moving exactly yeah. if that if that were more interesting I'd be like I I'm I don't think this is going to go up on the classic shelf, but it would per- go up yeah. on the perfectly the, fine movie shelf. Yeah. For me, the closest it. analog for this movie, and also that movie is in this movie, um, <laughs> that, I, that just happened to see recently, you know, because everyone it was a movie that everyone would mention a lot, and I was like, oh, I'll check it out, you know. I saw it at the the video store, um, and I grabbed it and I watched it, and it was like, and I had the, kind of the same reaction, except I was just less entertained by that than this. Uh, this movie, to me, the closest analog to this movie is Equilibrium. Mm, um, yes, okay, because Equilibrium, because Equilibrium is the same thing. Yeah. No, there are no there are no humans in Equilibrium. Yeah. They are they are literally just Kabuki players yes. acting out <laughs> archetypes at each other in this very stylized kind and of smashing puppets. None together. of this is real. No humans would ever act or talk like this. How did this society ever become come into existence at all? Yeah. It's just like once upon a time. Just go with me on this. This. Yeah. And and Equilibrium makes no goddamn sense and doesn't actually pay off this, the world it sets up and neither does Priest. But it's, it really felt like Equilibrium, except Equilibrium was like, you know, the not-too-distant future where everyone's driving a Lexus with the Lexus logo taken off, whereas this is like cool motorcycles and, right. and, 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 and westerns, and I like that genre better. I'm not saying that everyone's going to love this movie, but I think we should do it on Down in Front. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I, I'm looking forward to this episode. Yeah. In the chat room... Our good friend Lalide will be troping, and she starts off by pointing out good that luck. they call <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just try to fucking, her finger's going to catch fire. Yeah. You, know, you know that little animated gif of the guy bashing his head on the keyboard until his head turns into a pulp? Uh, but she points out right off the bat that Crapsack World is how they refer to <laughs> yes. that kind of thing. Anyway, I bet, if you, I bet if you read off the list of those movies, I would go, love it, love it, love it, yeah. love it, love it. We'll do that in a second. Pull up the list of Crapsack World movies. Uh, you're at the point where the United Artists, no, Screen Gems logo just clicked off, uh, and we are here. Put your finger on the button. Three, two, one. Crapsack. 
Two, <laughs> two quick uh, uh, connections, actually. What's a solar um, mirror? I don't like it. You, you were <laughs> no stars. Um, you were, you were saying um, equilibrium, and I, while I was watching this, I was, I was going. This reminds me of Ultraviolet. But it's ah, a better yeah. version of Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet took it too far in terms of the stylization and stuff like that. But it reminded me of Ultraviolet, which is by the same guy who made Equilibrium. Also, if we want to play Six Degrees of Surrogates, this movie <laughs> was shot by Don Burgess, or Burgess, however you pronounce it, who also shot Spider-Man. But he also shot Terminator 3, directed by Jonathan Mostow, who directed Surrogates. Ah, very nicely done. You're welcome. And that's why the Jews brought down the Twin Towers. Exactly. <laughs> it's plain, plain, plain as day, people. Anyway, this is um, blue. Yeah, it's very blue. It's very blue, which is like you know we can't we can't fault this movie for being the one to exploit that trope. All right, yes. now uh, well, it's supposed to be are these are, are these tippet critters? These uh, are they they. Funny, you should say yes, they are because they're awesome, and they're and they don't, and you notice that they fu- they fuck up. Yeah, and that's, yeah. And that's the give the know, give the people who haven't I heard wa- the other. I ones. watched the, I watched this whole movie, and then at the end, the credits came up, and I was like, oh, of course, Tippett did those creatures. You know, they're, they're really good. If um, someone hasn't heard, uh, we were talking about on uh, Constantine. Most of all, what is like the Phil Tippetty animation? Style? Phil's just very good at, um, and you can see it all the way back to Jurassic Park and uh, and and uh, Star Wars and other things. Phil's Phil's very good at. I mean, literally, uh, it's it's fun to fun to work with him because you'll see you'll see him do it sometimes, and that's the golden moment. Um, and I do it too. Uh, you know, now that he showed me, it was okay. Is Phil really tries to get into the headspace of the creature? You know, he really comes at it from a, a you know a wild kingdom kind of point of view of okay, this is a thing. It exists. It has a life. It has a way that it functions. What does it do? And you know, how does it when it's after prey? What does it do? How does it act? <coughs> and on and on. And and one of the little little hallmarks you'll see it in Starship Troopers, you'll see it in Jurassic Park, you'll see it in uh, you know Constantine. Um, one of the things is that creature, you know, life isn't perfect, and so a creature that like runs at you but bumps into something and or missteps or or you know literally slips and falls over. You know, one of the, one look one fell down in the background. You worked on Jurassic Park, right? Yes. Yeah. Right on. Um, the raptors are all. They're just yeah, like, they're just like you know. <laughs> oh shit, boom! The raptors aren't perfect. They're just you know they're good enough. Just like and that's what all life is about is just being good enough to to to, re- to reproduce yourself. By the way, this little animation. Yeah, this little animation. I like the way they present the, the vampires to kill you. They'll just jump through you. Yeah, yeah, plow. Now here's here's where this is for me. You know, and again now maybe once again the, the minority. This is the least uh, successful part of the movie for me because well, it feels the, so different. From it's the rest exactly. Of the movie. It's kind of like it's kind yeah. of like okay, cartoon. And I know it, and. It, Gendy is it Gendy Gendy? I I say Gennady, but I think yeah. it's Gendy. Gendy yeah. Tartakovsky again is a word that I know that the kids know. That's a phrase. I've never heard those syllables before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He did the he did it's the Clone Wars. He did the initial Clone Wars, not the three D yeah. one, but okay. the two D Clone oh. Wars. And, and, and it's weird. For. It's it's so ingrained that it's like I can look at that and go, yeah, that's that Clone Wars dude because clearly it's the same Jack. thing. Samurai, yeah, Jack. Samurai Jack. Okay, yeah. These are these are these are syllables that I know mean things to people, yeah. um, like football and Super Bowl, but. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> but uh, but you know I see this as like it's, it feels like and literally it is again the the director's commentary because I couldn't wait to hear the director's commentary on this bad boy to explain yourself. It's the whole thing. I'm just going, yeah. No, no, it's not. He's he you know he's he is kind of a fanboy about things. Um, this this is a budgetary issue. He wanted to do this live action and they didn't have the money to like do the backstory. Yeah, I was yeah. watching it with Brian. I was like, yeah. hey, look, we couldn't afford this. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, exactly. It's, it's very. I and mean, I just, think it, and not only that, but it's like you see it's an animation. Just look at the production value involved in the animation. And you if go, it's, oh if yeah, that's a storyboard. It's high enough. <laughs> yeah. This was the storyboard. Yeah. yeah. But I, but my thinking on it is, first of all, I don't think it's really necessary. It's one of those things where it's like you know yeah, you don't need to tell us this whole the problem with we get it. You know we already know it. The we've, problem with we've this seen those movies. Yeah. Is yeah. I I want to see that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to see the Vampire War. That was the thing I had with um. Uh, it's weird because I'm really not Mr. Animation at all. I don't I don't get into it very easily. I don't do it very often. But I'll I'll tell people like if you want to see like a really cool crystallized version of a thousand great sci-fi ideas that have been used before, watch the Animatrix. Watch the last Re- second Renaissance part two, where it's just like, oh my god! And it's it's this short film about the moment that the uprising of robots with sentience came to head with the civilization of these humans and, we've and never then the resulting seen that slaughter. Movie. We've never we haven't seen, seen that movie, movie. exactly, no. but it's like... No, we, I mean, we've all, we always see the aftermath. The, yeah, the, that's, the, the, and, but the then when I saw that, I was like... The post-apocalyptic oh. robot future is, is a time-honored trope, but we've never seen, except for that one... Short film. One, one segment of the Animatrix, we've never seen that that actual story. Well, and then the same thing was... We might was, see it now was, because, you know, uh, Planet was, of the Apes finally showed us oh, yeah, the yeah. thing that had only ever been talked about and, in all those other movies. And we're, go- and we're potentially going to see it depending on if he follows through because he's always got a bunch of things in but But Spielberg has optioned a book called Robopocalypse. Yes. Which is... That... It, it, well, it's that. It's ba- <laughs> Robopocalypse. So. I haven't read it. I, I bought it at Comic-Con, but I haven't read it yet. Um, but from what I understand, it's basically World War Z, but, but with robots. Robots, robots instead of – so So it's told as a, as a future – you know, looking back, it's told in, it. in the love form it, love of it, love it, love it. interviews and stuff right. like that. Where were you when the yeah. fucking r- uprising happened? So hof- – and hopefully he does it that way, you know, looking back on it. But but that we, – we may finally get to see that movie because – This guy – Terminator Three should have been that Cold yeah. Rise of the Machine. Yeah. This so guy is Sam edition. Worthington Fillion. Well, it's what's what, uh, the he casting looks of like, this. Um, Aaron Eckhart. Well, the actually. casting of this is that's the guy from True Blood. He's all famous because he's on True Blood. Ah, old oh, vampires. Yeah, yeah. And, lots uh, of vampire. Connections, it's kind of like stunt casting in that way. But the other thing, when I and I didn't know this till the till the credits when I read it, but the the woman, the mom, is Madchen Amick, who was the hot young thing on Twin Peaks. And I was like, like I've spent this whole scene going, who is that? I know who that is. Um, and she was on Twin Peaks when she was like a young ingenue. Um, and uh, cute as a bug, and I was like, "Ooh, Magnamic's still around. That's awesome." This this scene um, a, again in the writing, it's like there's this weird balance where they're trying to do a Firefly thing with the parents, but then the girl is like a, a California girl from the Valley, yeah, 2011. So... Yeah, this. How did you, if, if you're you not gonna from? if you're not gonna make me like Paul Bettany, you have to at least make me like Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I won't care at all about any yeah. of that, and I don't like her that much. Lucy, by the way, obvious Dracula connect reference yeah. there. Uh, oh yeah, that oh, was yeah. Up, yeah. I knew. Yeah. On the other hand, now well, the other problem like... is that Lucy disappears for. How, yeah, how long? and, they, and they, like they, just, they do talk about that in the commentary too, where they the but scene the, plot, the so. scene where they she she and uh, she and Carl Urban have a conversation. Uh, <laughs> I love you. That that was that was <laughs> amazing. That was bumped up earlier. That used to be much later in the script, but they said yeah. we 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 need to remember that Lucy exists yeah. and and show that she wasn't killed because you don't know that until you see that scene. Holy God, that was bumped up earlier. That comes yeah. in like an hour and a half from now. That's like at yeah, the end of exactly. the second act. Yeah, it's it's it actually was pushed in earlier than it was originally intended to be. So, um, but I, you know, I, I like the, I like the movie because it killed the parents off. Yeah. You know, just, yeah, boom, sure. bang, slam, dead, that was a cool transition. blood, you know, the whole thing. Is this uh, a Zoic movie? I know they do a lot of Screen Gems movies. I'm gonna look that up. I don't know. I but don't this, think it's Zoic. I'm, I was actually very surprised because I knew that this was a $60 million movie because it was Screen Gems' most expensive movie to date. Shock. And I'm, <laughs> by yes. the way, Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, oh, a little bit, you think? But, um, I was really impressed by the level of. You know, effects work yeah. that's going on in this movie. It's it's 
it's really actually quite impressive. Yeah, and and it's it's Blade Runner. It's the Equilibrium City with the Blade yep. Runner grime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that whole sort of you know bizarre. It's it's you know, it's funny. It's like it's such a trope that even I, the militant atheist, am kind of sick of the oh god another you know oppressive church, church. oppressive thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like you know it's the like, 1984 church world. Yeah, yeah. It's like even I'm like that's you know that's such so a yeah, strong. Tell, man. I really there's did not Blade Runner with no, that, with that I, umbrella. In the I really background. did. Yeah. I really was like, why aren't the umbrellas lit up? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah they just go totally, all the way. Just do it. Just go for it. Yeah, we just, know what you're doing. Just do yeah. it. Just why not? A lot of companies, but Zoic's one of them. Okay, so it's in there. And and then this is taken from a comic. Yeah. And once again, one of those things that works in a comic that just so doesn't work is <laughs> the fucking tattoos on their faces. Yeah. It's like, seriously, that's that's part of this? Is like, I'm a secret ninja, as you can tell by this fucking <laughs> yeah. thing on my face. At last, we'll reveal ourselves to the vampires. The, uh, At last, we'll have our revenge. And th- this this thing they've got the, to I go do. against the church is to go against God. Fine. Yeah, okay. Makes yeah. sense. But... They say it about a thousand times before they finally pay it off with him. With him, and by the way, that's another thing where it's like too much spoon feeding of the audience. That we'll we'll come to it when he's in the bar and he makes his decision. But it, it's you know, there's the to go against the church is to go against God, and someone says it to him too many one too many times, and he says, "Then I go against God." The uh, the the you know the dialogue passes that line. I w- I would have suggested he say, "So be it." Just that, you yeah. know, a, a much or simpler way to say nothing. Or, or say nothing, yeah. yeah. Shoot a look. Well, shoot a, well he, he breaks his rosary. If the, oh, the, oh, God. Straight up. The super slow-mo Zack Snyder macro the, yeah. shot of the beads hitting the ground. But it's like, but yeah. it's like either, either say something simple, like so be it, or say nothing and just show him break the rosary. And it's like, no, I get yeah. his decision. Yeah. He made I a decision I think I know here. what his choice is. Yeah. Uh, well, the other aspect is... God as a force never doesn't come up. At yeah, the all whole in this movie. there's no that doesn't pay off. In yeah, any way. For, for that mantra to be repeated so often to go against the church is to go against God. It, so he goes against the church, and the church is obviously a force and a character within the film. But God as a character, you as would, a I don't think he force. needs to be though. But, well, it, but, then, but then, but the the corollary to that is, well, of course, that's because he's exposing the church as just lies and it's just right. a way of keeping people down. But that doesn't pay off either. Right? They right. don't pay that. The off. important, the right. Im- uh, bit, well, there's leaving that set up for the sequel because right at the end is when he exposes yeah, the church's lies. He's going to go against the church. The thing is, the the thing is, it's like this is this is an alternate world where there are vampires and have been all along. So the church fights the vampires. I'm like, you know, like you said, even as the militant atheist, it's like this is the fictional world where vampires exist. God could too. Fine. Yeah, I right. perfectly exactly. accept that. But and, uh, and Hogwarts is real too. Why yeah, not? Exactly. Know, that's fine. Just tell me the story. And they're 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 uh, but the thing is with vampire lore, you kind of accept that because the vampires have a have an aversion to holy water. They have an aversion to crosses, et cetera, et cetera. So you're like, okay, so I guess that works. Uh, that's real in some in some sense. But you you never get a sense of that either because it's just that they have ninja stars that they hold. You know, that they they, like they, they keep them in crosses yeah. and stuff like that. But I'm like, I don't think it's a cross. I think it's the ninja star part that's actually doing. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's you know? it's in terms of that that translation of the genre crossing over. You don't. You don't know exactly what pieces from which genre are that are still valid that are that are coming over. Whether it's like the holy water and the the actual cross, the religiosity of it yeah. is carrying over to this to this new supernatural genre or not. I have to say that uh, of all the elements of this movie, I'm you know, and I, I maybe he's done fine. Don't like fine this work. guy at all. This guy, not not once no? did I buy no, no, him no. him being this guy, character. What not once. This is uh, he looks like he's fifteen. It's I like, agree. What are you doing? He and he, he's he he's, he's, he's just one of those things where it's like. 
he's acting. I just see him acting. Yeah. I just watch yeah. him acting. And he's, I'm a gun-toting slinger from the frontier. I'm, I'm 22 and grizzled. Yeah. I'm the rootinest tootinest sheriff. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's like I just, I just, I, that, what he's round up. I would have, I would have really liked to have seen someone else in that in that role. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they could have made it work if if they played up more the fact that, that he's, he's like young. he's young. Yeah. He's yeah. he's the only guy who can be the sheriff. That, they that, gave him the. That badge they're kind of trying to do doing. that because he gets better later. Yeah. But it's just. I just I just don't buy that he lives in this universe. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just um and it's a hard thing, you know. But he it's, is uh, he is a pretty boy in a crap sack world. This right? is yeah, a great by the way, he's he's also kind of a reference because he played a vampire in Twilight. So I yeah. guess that's kind of stunt cast. So I hate go. I hate everybody. Anyway, <laughs> this is a great trope. This is exactly the kind of thing I love about T V tropes. Uh, there are no therapists. In most fiction, there are no official systems in place to protect those who are psychologically vulnerable. Nobody's ever concerned that the kid who watched their parents die might be considering suicide, homicide, fighting crime without due process. <laughs> and there are no psychological profiling in military organizations to recognize problems. Well, here's exactly... Great trope. Here's exactly the problem with... Uh, I mean, we're, lo- we're looking at here, and, and I know from, the, from just reading the trivia, I didn't listen to the, the commentary, but um, he was... Uh, the director looked at the, the... You know, this organization is kind of the Jedi Knights. And it's like you look at this; they have exactly the same problem as the Jedi Council did, which is they're, they're just like, "Nuh-uh." Yeah, it's no like, way. Well, but, okay. they, yeah, they're totally insular. And well, like, also, yeah. uh, we have always been but, this way. But, it's always been Cornelius Fudge. But, it, but at least, but it, but or or yeah, the Ministry of Magic. But at least, at least <laughs> Harry Potter and and this movie Ministry of Magic, I understood. Yeah, where at least coming from at least Harry Potter. And and the priest world understand that that makes them the villains, <laughs> whereas yeah. the Star Wars series does not seem yeah. to understand. <laughs> get that you're the bad guy. <laughs> that the Jedi were the bad guys. Now, the way you but portray I, them. I do. If one of my one of my issues with this that I think could have been stronger is it's like okay, so literally the movie is is so leaning on so supported by tropes that the trope literally is they're the church, they're lying. It is what? Why? Why would they cover up the vampire menace? Is is the idea that wouldn't they, that give them more power to say we need to be in charge to protect? There was you. a vampire menace, and they had the priests go deal with the vampire menace, and then the vampire menace went away, and the priests all had to go underground, and now the vampire menace is back, and a priest is telling you bullshit. I can, says the space council. I can uh, give yeah. you the answer that they would give you, but it's a bullshit answer. Go I ahead. Mean, the answer is. The public trusts us to have protection over them. Yeah, and yeah. If we don't, then they'll stop trusting but, us. But, but, and then I society mean, look aloud. So. Which little... again is like, yes, you could say that, but it's like, how'd you get away with it the first time? Right. But <laughs> I just I, sell it the first time. Oh, but I'm also, yeah. but I'm also a little surprised, you know, in in our oh in our... trope corrupt church. Well, corrupt yeah, church or cor- so, so trope so trope that I'm tired of it I'm or like, cor- something else. Corrupt government. I mean, if you're looking at it from a liberal standpoint, how easy is it to to look at it from like. Just look at what what the Bush administration did. They're out there somewhere. You <laughs> yeah. need us to protect you. That why wouldn't the yeah. church do that? They why would they the would ch- embrace that. Yeah, they would right. embrace the fact that the vampire menace is still out there. They it, wouldn't be trying to. It's deny almost it. kind of if you want to get a little conspiratorial about the Bush series, like okay, but make sure you don't actually end the threat, right? Because we exactly. need the threat. The, the, <laughs> there, there you go. go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. They're, don't they're, actually destroy so, them. Yeah, There's go, the go out there and kick some ass, but don't kick all of it. Because yeah. we, we need some of it Leave for some tomorrow. ass unkicked. Yes. That, you, it was, by the way, it was that, it was that scene. So that there's, little, there's a great that little encounter scene right there. That was the scene that the you know her and the train. Oh, that one. Okay. That was the scene that was bumped up earlier. Though. Oh, oh, I thought you. Oh, I thought you oh, meant the Pirates I, of the I said, the, I said the, yeah. the dinner scene, but I I'd forgotten it was that scene. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, he's, oh, he's gonna he's gonna have some brake fluid. Yeah. Brake fluid. 
Yeah, because because if you do it that way, then you get a nice uh, act two, act three, you know, pivot where the church yeah. has been helping him and has been. Yeah, you were supposed a, to kill the queen, like, yeah, you yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Not, not this much. We're not supposed to be this successful. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. You killed the queen. Fuck. Well, now there's going to be no vampires. Or, yeah. or kill the lieutenant. You killed all the lieutenants, and now we only have the queen. Yeah. So you can't kill the and queen. And one Actually, lieutenant. One the, yeah. So the, the go ahead. so the so the church. The church comes against him to try and stop him right. from succeeding. So now, yeah. so now in the third act, he has to kill the queen and the church, yeah. or it defeats yeah. both the queen and or the church. Or one of the one of the things that I actually the was... queen in this example, by the way, is Carl Urban. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's just a, that's just a rumor. The <laughs> the thing that that of a movie that I just rewatched. Is it really? Re- yeah, that's no, a, it's not. not that, I, although I, it is now, I'm just yeah. funny. <laughs> my oh, ears yeah. perked up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh Anyway, the, a movie that I just rewatched recently was okay. Yes, Van Helsing. Um, because I'm fascinated by that movie and just like like the way you can't look away from a car accident. And I just I keep trying. One day I'm going to crack the code on that movie. <laughs> but one of the things about that movie that actually is fun and interesting and good is they they go to Transylvania and, and he has his like, you know, steam powered machine gun. And he actually manages to down a vampire queen as she's destroying a city. Yeah. And after this long knockdown drag out fight um, and the villagers go, you dick. You know, at the end. And he's like, what? And they're like, now they're going to be pissed. <laughs> Normally, they take like one or two of us a month tops. Uh-huh. Now they're just going to be, now they're now mad. Now they're going to annihilate Now us. they're fucking yeah. mad, you douchebag. We just went past the... Oh, we went past the Here's the thing, though. I didn't shot. even know it was a rosary. I didn't cue in a rosary. I thought, oh, they're going to slip and fall on the beads. That's the, what he's doing here. Yeah, he's going to throw the... That's, that's <laughs> the priest's throw, secret he's weapon. He's throwing out his bat beads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so I did the... You know that I thought that was fun. I thought that was okay. Nice reversal, cool yeah. reversal. So if you, you know, you could kind of play that off in this too. Is like you weren't actually supposed to kill. It's like the Vietnam thing. That's why. Right. That's why the priests are pissed. You wouldn't let us fucking win. Yeah. You know, you, you fought, kept stopping us. You fought yeah. it to a draw, and then you made us go underground and forget and stop doing it entirely. I wasn't, and it's almost set up that way because that was something I found interesting in the prologue that I'm like, you don't see that very often. Where it's like there, there's this fight between these two forces, you know, the forces of, of humanity and the vampires, and it's like the, the humanity kind of wins, and it's like the remaining vampires went on reservations. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, there's actually you know some restraint demonstrated on the part of ostensibly the good yeah. guys, yeah, exactly. but who aren't really the good guys, yeah. and they love these shots of. These motorcycles. Oh, yeah. do they? How, but how many times in the movie do we cut to just these these? are these yeah. are the moments that I I felt I, I was like this is like ultraviolet right here. Here's Lord of the Rings yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, I have a question. They're doing the hell out of these shots though. Oh yeah, oh, these yeah. these shots are great. And yeah. these are practical motorcycles. These bikes are real. They're just yeah. pretty fascinating. Question. Yeah. How many magic beans? Um, well, I think. Well, here's well, my. Well, here's well, what makes one, me. Here's what makes a, me wonder. It's a wonderland. So, yeah, I guess yeah, that's I fair. So. I don't think so. I, guess, I think there's two magic beans. There's, I'd there's, say there's, well, there's yeah, the existence. There's the existence of the vampires, and there's the church. Topia. No, no, because because okay, no, that's, <laughs> just, that's that's just that's, science that's, fiction. That's that's a turn of a screw away. Um, but uh, the idea that there's the, the vampires, but there's also some kind of unrelated power. In the priests, because they talk about yeah. the priests have okay. these abilities. So the vampires but, plus but the force. The reason I was yeah. asking. But I would, well, but can I just say? Sure. I would counter that by saying I don't think the vampires are a magic bean because let me redefine the magic bean again. It's a thing that makes no sense that can't be justified. These vampires are not supernatural. That's true. They're beasts that, that just do things. That's crazy. 
but it's not like it's different. They, yeah, they don't exist in our world, but they yeah, are. But they're animals. a thing, yeah, and they yeah. work this way. And somehow or other, they can infect you. But they're not undead. They don't return from the dead. They're just these beasts that we don't like that drink blood. That's fair. And they're labeled vampires. The and magic, they, and they can infect you, but you don't become a vampire. Yeah. Generally. The magic bean is that. The one guy did turn into a no, vampire. no. The magic bean is that you can throw a rock and a guy can step on it, and it, it, this right. whole sort of ninja power thing okay, that doesn't power. actually exist and can't exist in our world that is in many movies about humans can't do that shit. That yeah. isn't possible. That defies the laws of physics. That's a magic bean. You just go, but he's a priest, and they do that magic bean. That's that. Would okay, be magic fair bean. enough. Well, here's why I asked: What universe does this take place in? What do you mean? Is it future us? No, no. It's a, it's a, it's it's a future sidestep of us it's an alternate with vampires world because the vampires have clearly existed since before our time they've existed since you know the, the at least the industrial revolution we show us fighting basically world war in, ii in against mid- the vampires yeah well a medieval a combination yeah. of medieval slash industrial revolution it's an it's an alternate history yeah. future yeah. of us it, you 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 sidestep us into an alternate f- history where vampires have existed all along and then you extrapolate our future. future from there yes yeah, it's it's a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, they're human enough that we can go. Oh, okay, I understand what they're saying, and I know where their faces are. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, but uh, few movies have the have the guts to do. Like, the only movie I can think of that really was like, no, no, it's just you're just gonna have to find a way to relate to these is actually uh, Dark Crystal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's that's the only one where they Where's were like, that? there's no people. Yeah, there's no people. You're just gonna have to learn to live with that. It's just really creepy. Almost people, yeah, that are scary to look at. <laughs> so yeah, there's Brad Dorif kind of, yeah. and again, this is where it's it's you know it gets the fireflyiest, yeah, uh, certainly because that's a, that's a character who literally you would think you know probably about episode nineteen that never existed a firefly that guy probably would have showed yeah, up, yeah, the snake oil salesman, yeah. yes, which is great. I mean, again, it's one of the few times it's like yeah, he'd be there. Yeah, this is the world that guy would be there selling vampire cure. Well, they do yeah. have the alien fetus, two headed cow thing, yeah, and someone's that's true. pitching that. That's true. That's well, true. but 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 that's just a freak show thing. He's not actually yeah. pitching like cures for X, Y, or Z. But there there are related ideas. The idea that you know that's an example of really thinking through the world and yeah. going, well, what do people do for entertainment? And you know, what like, what did they do back then? That plus space <laughs> yeah. equals plus technology Firefly. plus yeah plus there are instead of you know this frontier instead of Indians has Reavers has has, has lumpy beasts that that drink your blood, you know. And what's that life? What's life like? I, I mean, I do like that you do feel moments of that. I mean, I mean, I called out the the you know the Lord of the Rings, the the um, I can't even remember what they're called, Argonath. That's what they're called, in Lord of the Rings. Oh, um, the statues, the statues. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the uh, but but at the same time, it serves the same purpose as it does in Lord of the Rings. No one sits back and explains what those are. Yeah. It's just that they're there. They've been there for a long time, yeah. so just, there is a history to this it world. It shows the that history you can of the kind world. Of appreciate. Yeah. And yeah. and there's a scene later where they have the ruined city, which is like you know, this was the world. But right. This is obviously long gone. Right. Which which, that that's the only bit that's recognizable as that is those are skyscrapers. Yeah, that's those, our world. That, that makes it. It makes it think like you, you should see the Transamerica building. Or yeah. Something. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but I don't believe you do. I don't think it's any specific city. If yeah. we wiped out the audio, and just used what's here and changed the words they're saying. What kind of changes would you try making? Well, that's what I was saying. I mean, I mean, give it a dialogue pass. You're almost making the same movie, but just have more have more subtlety in what they're saying. They're not saying exactly what they're thinking or about to do at yeah. any given time. Yeah. And and 
do more of a Firefly thing where there's more personality. You know, mm-hmm. like like we said, the Brad Dorf character, the snake oil salesman, he's got a personality to him. You know, he it's a cliched personality. The first thing he does when he when he comes in front of the, the you know the vampire, you know boss level um i mean (laughs) there's the queen that that we get a reference to but she doesn't really come into this film it's it's really carl urban but he comes in he's like so there's the matter of you know compensation blah and that's 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 a cliche to be like i'm all about the money or whatever but but it's still they're they're having a conversation on two different levels whereas most of this movie, everyone's having a conversation on exactly one level. Yeah. And a lot of the time, which is exactly what they're saying. And, and weirdly, a lot of the time, it's a repetitive level. Like, there's a, there's a bit coming up here just after the ruined city that we were just talking about where uh, he and uh, the, the sheriff. See, Magic ha- Bean. He, yeah, you he, can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that. That's not possible. Yeah. He and the, he and the sheriff have a, have a conversation, and he ends it by saying, um, you know, if Lucy's infected, I'll kill her, which is, you know, dark and interesting, blah, blah, blah. The, the priest says that. The priest says that. Yeah. 20 minutes later, when they when they meet the, the you know, the girl priest who, who yeah. comes, he actually – he says – he asks her, um, you know, if, if if Lucy's infected, will will he kill her? And I'm like, he literally yeah. said to you in so many words what, exactly yeah. that he what would What is do this? That. You didn't like the answer dad gave you? Asked mom? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> mom, dad said that he'd kill her. Yeah. No, honey, he would never do that. Yeah, it's yeah, that's like, it's really is like we already got that information. Yeah. Thank you very much. The um, yeah, I'm 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 with you because that scene, for example, and this whole setup, I was like, well, that's actually, I mean that as a story, not as how it's executed, but as a story concept, that's pretty cool. It's like he, Paul Bettany, was madly in love with this woman. They had a child, but then he was recruited. He was forced to become a priest. He had to abandon his family. His brother stepped in to raise the child and form the family. They all know that the, yeah. the woman never got over Paul Bettany, and he's never gotten over the fact that he lost his daughter. You know, it's like, okay, that's some, that's yeah. some hardcore shit. You know, that's some good character stuff. Yeah. That's but great. They, it's only – if only you hadn't just sort of just kind of just told just, me just so said flat it. out. Yeah, just yeah. kind of said, here's what happened, and then I felt like this, and then this happened. Yeah. And, and I bet I mean, that was pretty sad. I was very sad. Yeah, and th- there's that whole th- – I mean, there's a the whole scene where he says, you love her, don't you? And the, the sheriff just like nods like, yeah. He doesn't say it, but there's a the whole, yeah, I love her. It's like – you know, there's there's a there's just an extra dialogue pass where he goes, "What the fuck do you think? I'm riding out into the wasteland. I'm <laughs> yeah. about to go against an army of vampires." No, no, I think you know, I'm yeah. just I'm just interested no. in her fur body. I, I just want to like, bone her a couple exactly. times. That's why I'm doing. A good this. rule of thumb is the, the deeper the deeper the more affecting the statement is, the more buried it should be. Yeah. Under, yeah. The less you're going to say it outright. Sh- yeah, the less you should say anything <laughs> like that head on and just fucking say it. Yeah. So yeah, if you're gonna say yes, I love her, <laughs> bury that that sentiment well, under five lines of him, bullshit or dialogue. Ha- have him get defensive about it. Like yeah. I said, you know, I don't the, just say yes. So. I think the single for me, this is this is related. Stay with me on this. The single greatest moment for me on Moby Dick, ten <laughs> Moby Dick, was <laughs> oh the one where I felt most like. Yes, I just did what a director is supposed to do. This feels like concept art, by the way. It feels like they yeah. literally put concept art they, they in there for the, the wide sketch shot of the, the city, in yeah, the, of the map painting. And there'll so. be a city Most to look at. Like Mostly space. Most yeah. we'll never find a more wretched hive. Anyway, sorry. Right. Go ahead. Anyway, there's a scene in uh, in uh, Moby Dick it's toward the toward the climax when uh, you know Ahab is gone gone uh, full crazy, and uh, Renee's character is is uh, no longer participating, and she's you know there's a scene where she's outside the door of the control room, and he's inside, and they're having this back and forth emotional, and she's like she's like. 
don't you understand? You And the last two lines of dialogue in the script were, she says, you have to stop. And he looks at her and he goes, I can't. <laughs> and we ran the scene a couple times, ran the scene a couple times, and we get to that last that last exchange, that last two see the last two lines, and I kind of go, ooh. And so I, I, we ran it a couple times. I think we may, may have shot it a couple times. And then I went around the back to the back of the set, and I just said, hey, guys, those last two lines, how about we drop them? And they both went, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, that was like, I felt like, okay, I actually literally isolated a real yeah. issue with that scene, which was those last two lines. And, and it's like, regardless, I'm not putting up my Moby up for an Oscar, but wow, the scene got so much better when those two lines of, let me tell you how I'm feeling, let me tell you exactly what I think of that, turned into a look between the two of them. Right. It's like, oh, it got so much better. Oh, my God. By the way. And, uh, the, and the fact that they were so grateful was what really, yeah. like, like they, were, they were trying, they were giving it their all, but I gave them permission to go, you know what, fuck that, let's R- not do it. Regarding, regarding Priest, I was, I was watching it and I'm like, wow, that's really open-minded that this sheriff of basically, you know, their equivalent of the Midwest is like, hey, you know, to each his own. I wouldn't want to be a vampire familiar, but blah, blah, blah. so I, I like I'm watching this and this is crap sack world, but I'm like, I bet they have gay marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why the fuck not? Yeah, whatever. anything goes. No, they they aren't harming me by being vampire slaves. Let them. Yeah, which well, it, 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 it's probably a spectrum sort of a thing. It's like because <laughs> yeah. you have vampires and some kind of form of vampire bestiality. Gay marriage is probably well, they're like, oh, yeah, the butt fucking. Welcome, really welcome yeah. to True Blood. That is yeah. exactly what True Blood is. Oh, is, is, it? Okay. is rednecks hate vampires, but now they're okay with gay marriage because, <laughs> hey, that, that's nothing. <laughs> At least you're not fucking a vampire. Yeah, exactly. It's like that's what True Blood is. It's a whole gay analogy. I mean, the first, the only episode, two episodes I've seen of that thing, so a woman is wearing a T-shirt that says uh, no special rights for the dead. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah, fuck those people. They're dead. So, so like, yeah, I, I like the, I like this, you know, there is a glimpse in what you were just talking about, this whole idea of the familiars and why the fuck would someone do that? There is these glimpses that someone did actually kind of think of the ramifications of this world. Like, you know, well, it's a pretty gritty life no matter what. Um, some people, that might be preferable. You know, that might be something they'd seek out. For, there's a, there's for a bunch of really good tropes right here, real quick. Hold on. Uh, one of them I love because it's a reference to a Nine Inch Nails song. It's called Happiness and Slavery. But specifically, the character, uh, the Renfield, which is from Dracula, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a sycophantic, worshipful, perfectly willing slave of usually the big bad. Generally, he's of only marginal usefulness uh, due to his incompetence and or obsessions. That's great. Yeah. That's and, exactly and, what and he this is. A, this is a whole room full of them here. Right. And the Renfield, the dude who literally is the Renfield that they're going to find um, is, uh, you know, hell of a performance. <laughs> that, guy is, that guy goes full Goblin Mantucci all at once. This guy. It's like. I think the director remarks on that in the commentary. It's like literally like, okay, uh, come in, uh, get on the costume, put your makeup, and now, um, how do I say Freak this? Freak out. <laughs> just be just as nutty as you can go. And, uh, you know, this guy, I like this guy. This guy's like, he's, yeah, scary. Don't want to be in a room with that fella. This isn't a point, but I'd like to float a thought. Um, this is the two things that Joss Whedon had the most success with in one movie. Vampires and Old West Future. Just a thought. One movie doesn't work at all. Or at least, you know. Well, because like because Whedon, Whedon can do characters. Whedon can create a human being and, and cast he, it and properly. He, and he likes to set up tropes and then subvert them yeah. in, a lot of t- in a lot of ways. Which I think <laughs> this is, is really not. <laughs> this guy likes to set up tropes and do them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's fine, too. I mean, I'm okay with a by-the-numbers you know, thing. If you do it, you know, if you get it right, it's like, yeah, okay, it's fun. It's, I enjoyed myself. You know, it's like this, this is not perfect. And there are things that I, I quibble about in this movie, but it's like, well, you know, 
for what you set out to do, I think you got it. You did it. You know, there's it, color it and could, sound. Yeah, <laughs> it, it could have transcended by having some things changed and tweaked and adjusted, and you know, not falling back quite so much on the you know, if if it underscored if it tripped up a few tropes more. Like, yeah, so, you know, you thought we were going to do tropes straight down the line, but we're actually going to flip a few on their heads. That would have been, you know, better. What would happen if you did a movie like this and you played every trope but one completely straight and you only subverted one? It depends one. on the, which one you subvert, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I wonder, would the, audience, would the audience love you for it or would they hate you for it? You know, if you, if you spend 100 minutes in a movie doing, you know, Planet Terror or, or whatever it is, just doing straight up that kind of movie, and at the end, I don't even know what trope you, you know, what you would subvert specifically, but you really just fuck the audience's expectations. I have a feeling the audience would riot on you. Well, the mist. It depends mm. on how you do it, because if you just sub, if you if you just subvert a trope, and it's just like ah, you know, right here we should <laughs> zig, but ah, we're gonna zag. Shyamalan. <laughs> Blue. <laughs> um, Ole, Shyamalan. But if it's the kind of thing where people can go back and go. No, the movie actually was leading to this point, hmm. Quiet, like quietly off to the side. <laughs> yeah. It was leading to this point, and I just didn't see it because all these other tropes were were providing misdirection. Right. Then they would be. Then they would think it was great. Um, if it was literally like something like, I don't want to say Scott Pilgrim, but but something in that sense where it's like the entire movie is building up to this point, and then we're gonna take a sharp left turn. Right. Just I'm at not, the yeah, end. I'm not talking about that specifically. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, in the chat room, uh, Joe says, with regards to Planet Terror, you talked about Planet Terror. Mm-hmm. In that version of Planet Terror, Tarantino gets to rape Cherry. Gets to what? He doesn't. He doesn't rape Cherry, though. He doesn't. I'm w- sorry, that that sentence didn't sound like English. He, Tarantino s- gets to rape Cherry. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> in the movie Planet Terror, Tarantino shows up and tries to rape a character named Cherry. Okay, but thank can't. You. As thank per you. the. You know, trope. And that's, oh, you're oh, saying so that in the version, version of Planet of Terror trope. that you're talking about, oh, he would okay. get to rape Cherry, and that's what that looks like. For well, instance, that doesn't necessarily change the right. It doesn't the outcome. And see, I think that would, okay for using that as an example. I think I would personally love the shit out of that because <laughs> you, you the tension in those scenes is like they're not actually going to do this. It, and, uh, the tension in a scene like that is basically the audience member and the filmmaker playing a game of mental chicken with each other, where it's the audience member's going. You're not really going to do it, are you? Mm-hmm. You're not really going to do it. And the, the filmmaker going, I might. I might. Do you yeah. think well, I'm going that's to? That's a tough line to cross, though. I mean, it's, I've only seen one movie that actually went there. Um, and it is kind of like, was kind of the death of the movie. But the, um, they play it a lot with death, though. It's weird how, you know, rape, no, we don't go there. But death, they do all the time. He's not really dead. He's not really dead. He's no, not he's really dead. dead. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, he really was dead. You know, you didn't really kill the main character, did you? Yeah, we totally killed him. Yeah, we totally did. That's, well, that's, that's actually. I, I like the way you put that as like the game of chicken because that's exactly what we talked about. It's it doesn't really apply so much to this film, but it is a good point um on what we've talked about with when there's the long drawn out shot like in the shining. There's yeah. the long shots where it's like what's gonna happen? Are you right. gonna do it or not? Is this <laughs> yeah. what what's happening here? Yeah. You know. We don't get many of those in this movie and uh No. Maybe uh, we'll... There's a good example of that in the in the Battlestar, uh the new T V show where it's this long, drawn-out shot where you really think Ronald D. Moore might just blow up the title ship and, <laughs> and kill off the main main character. I, and there's the, there's that moment where you go, I, 
I don't know. You might do this. I yeah. don't know. Well, but the show did do that. They, they did, did go there up. other times. Yeah, yeah it did I, 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 didn't the, you... I still haven't seen the entire series, but I know there was one famous scene that I've seen and, uh, you know, where there were two major characters yeah. who were due to be killed and were. Yeah. <laughs> and and indeed was, they were. And indeed they were. And I was kind of like, they're, gonna, they're not going to... Holy shit, they yeah. went there. They Orlando totally Bloom's going to show up and throw a sword under the hanging. Yeah, but but no, no, no. Did not do that. You know what I love about the uh, colors in this movie, Dork Man, are the, the teal I and the orange. Cut your face. <laughs> Go on. It's just, it's a perfect example of, I know, well, what, I know what happens when you put orange and blue on the screen at the same time. Well, this is it's well, awesome. Well, what they're, what they're doing is, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I would, someone, someone on the chain, I don't want to put it on anyone's specific shoulders. It might have been the director. It might have been an executive, blah, blah, blah. But it, they're, somewhere along the chain, someone went, this doesn't look like an expensive blockbuster. Mm. Give me that. Give yep. me that so people, so people know that we spent money on this and they want to go see it. Yep. And that's how we got this. So it may have been the director who is who I'm sure is is um, pretty savvy about this. I mean he's he's a buddy of Stu Mashwitz who who is very familiar with that stuff and designed Magic Bullet and stuff like that. Hi Stu, he listens to us as well. Um, but uh, <laughs> high five too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he 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 may have been aware of that. It may have been something that was out of his control and he didn't want to do it. For all we know, who knows? It may have but, been his idea. We don't know. But there but, was color rape. But it, but it's, but it's there because that's what you do when you're making a blockbuster movie, and this movie wanted to sell itself as yeah. a blockbuster yeah. movie. Do I you think know that's what the, the budget is on this? Sixty million. Sixty. Oh, By the way, we haven't mentioned, but this was a 3D movie as well, which yeah, you, yeah. A, which you can see very much in the way it's composed. It was a, co- a converted 3D movie, but people were very impressed with the conversion. That's but it was kind of shot with 3D in mind because you can just sort of see. Because I, 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 I got the impression from from the director's commentary that it was always a 3D movie because at least he had that in mind. Yeah. Um, maybe they weren't shooting it 3D and they just were going to you know, yeah. do a conversion. I was I looking for visual effects artists earlier and like half the list of people who did post on this movie were doing 3D. They, knew it, was gonna, they it was knew it was going to be 3D, but they shot it and then converted it, I think. God but, damn it, people. But the composing, I mean, you can see, you can yeah, see the they definitely composing had for, for 3D, which is good because if you really compose with you know depth in mind... It's going to be a good shot. Anyway. It looks pretty yeah. good. It's a really interesting that's what shot. you should yeah. do. Regardless yeah, it's kind of, of what, what you should doing. always do. Exactly. It's funny because I think there's some really nice, you know, beautiful shots going on in this. Because because that's what that's what brings movies to life anyway. In a composition is when you Aww. get a sense of depth. Brings yeah. movies to life. Yeah. Like G. It's just the way you said it. You had this weird twinkle in your eye that put the little da 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 kind of oh. <laughs> when you bring a movie to life. Disney moment, but no, it's okay. Just, it's true. It's just the way yeah. you yeah. Anyway, it brings a movie to life. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the very the very act of photographing something is taking a three dimensional representation of something and compressing it into two dimensions. So every photographic technique is God, about that tracking sucks. Yeah. No, it, it's not bad. It sucks to have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no. It's, I was gonna say, what are you talking about? It's well done. But it's, yes, doing it sucks. That yes. job. I was gonna say that. I meant that shot. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> having to do it is <laughs> not every good. aspect of of photography is about putting that third dimension back into a right. three dimensional it's, a, it's about gi- it's about giving the illusion of uh, having of three dimensions, dimensions. Yeah. so uh, actually yeah that would be great advice to give to to any filmmaker pretend you're going to convert <laughs> this into 3d give us plenty of depth to work also with. give the writer that note yeah. <laughs> pretend this has to be 3d yeah pretend, Pret- make the characters three-dimensional if you can yeah That'd be great <laughs> at least at least but don't give that note to john williams because he will hit you with that music yeah. yeah give me 3d in the music dude there has there's been especially in AI like, I'm thinking or Resident, maybe Resident maybe Evil. Resident Evil. I'm going Wally, Resident Evil. Wally a little bit. Is what I was going to say. E.T. has some moments where it's like, damn, John, 
Get out of my head. Yeah. It's like you reached out and hit me with your little stick. <laughs> By which I mean the tappy thingy, not, not the, the face. Right. Yeah, not the, <laughs> not, not the, the face, John. That's not the, the deal. That's what we agreed. Not the face. And no then, kissing on the mouth. And there, I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God, I can't explain it better than this. There are moments in Giacchino's score for Star Trek where the sound has lens flares. I swear to God. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's it's not easy. Dude, he, first of all, he's on, he's on Twitter, uh, Giacchino. And, and second of all... Hi, Zarban. No, this is the commentary for Priest. He's, he's, <laughs> talking, he's talking about like the movies he's worked on. And it's like, what movie haven't you composed in the last, in the last two years? Giacchino like, is the shit. I love yeah. him so much. No, he is great. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying people are like, oh, yeah, check out this movie that I scored coming out this weekend. It's, what didn't you score coming out <laughs> yeah. in the next Don't you have months? a movie coming out every weekend? Yeah. And also, how? How do you do it that yeah. fast? Maybe he does his uh, uh, Zimmerman thing. Shut up! Hans Zimmer no. thing, That's what, well, uh, you know who I'm impressed with is uh, you know, Chris Ridenour, who scores every Asylum movie. <laughs> and he's good. He's actually good. I think his scores are among the, you know, it's, of, all the, of all the elements of an average Asylum movie, the score is, like, so much better at a higher level than almost any other element of an Asylum movie. Wow, really, Lalide? There's a trope. Okay. The lady priest perform. Uh, the lady priest has a mistreatment-induced betrayal of the church. That's a trope. I'm going to look for examples. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell me other examples of that. What's the phrase? Miss what? Uh, mistreatment-induced betrayal of the church. <laughs> mistreatment. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm grasping it now. Okay. Working on it. So it's so, it's, so uh, it's church. Yeah. Okay. So like uh, yeah. The, the church touches you in your naughty place. Yeah. And, and then, then you, gives you, you the dark demons. Right. And eventually and then you turn against them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. In right. V for Vendetta, after yeah. V offers Creedy the chance to betray Adam Sutler, Sutler almost comically goes out of his way to blame Creedy for everything, ensuring his upcoming betrayal. Uh-huh, okay, I don't, I'm, I'm not following. That's in The Rocketeer, Neville Sinclair responds to the revelation that he's a Nazi agent by sneering at the idea that the gangsters working for him would care. They do. What? That's Let me read the description <laughs> yeah, of this trope. That's what, wait, what? I'm not following how this is. All right, All right. The Big Bad. See, I was going to say, like, Agnes of God or some shit like that. The Big Bad. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I was thinking, too. The Big Bad has a loyal minion who has been feeling uh. somewhat less loyal recently. Oh, that's, so, so it's did one, you actually click to a different page? Because no, not, that's it. Okay. So, well, no, no, okay. So it's the not, church means just the authority. No, 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 I the, think the right? church enough. part is not necessarily part of the trope. The trope yeah. is mistreatment-induced betrayal. So it's when the villain is a jackass, is an asshole. It's like to the guy with the shield in three hundred, the, the hunchback in three hundred, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think she's prettier than him. True, and less yellow all over. Yeah, <laughs> that's racist, dude. They painted on, they finished the amazing prosthetic, and then they painted over it with yellow paint. It was like this really cool detail. There's pictures Wait, of it prior to. Like what are we talking about? You know the troll guy in 300? Apparently. Oh, we're talking about, okay. That sure. guy, remember that? I thought you were ta- oh, he, I thought we both thought you were talking about, about the Ma- Asian priest. To Maggie yeah. O. And you're like, about, it's, it's, about she's painting Maggie yellow. O yellow. It's like, excuse me, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, that too. <laughs> it's a nice little moment. A little hand, ooh. Don't pull the little hand. Oh, Mr. Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a doll. That's oh, not better. That's almost not. Well, <laughs> could have been worse. But Jesus. Here we go. Here comes our alien moment. Fun thing about this uh, set, interestingly enough, is the set is um, it's only a little teeny piece of set, and it's got a mirror at the end ah. that reflects back. 
Um, so every time you see them go down that hallway, that's all the hallway there was that the shot has to cut. And there's even a great uh, clip in the uh, making of where where the guy with the doing the EPK is walking down the hallway and bangs right into the mirror. <laughs> he's like walking, he's looking through the camera lens. He's like, and then clang, he just bounces right off himself. He thought he was going down another hall, and there was none. Oh, been there. I just hate walking around on back lots. That just happens all the fucking time. Yeah. You guys know what I mean? Where you're just walking down the back lot, and then one of the walls is actually a matte yeah. painting, and yeah. you're like, oh, my God, there it was. I get, well, I get that problem with sliding doors all the time. So. Now here we're about to see. <laughs> Trey's like cat videos on YouTube. Yeah, uh-huh. It's open. Oh, uh-huh. So here we're about to see the thing where it's like, you know, again, I, not having been raised on the whole chop, sake, Hong Kong, foo, wirework business, you know, when they do the, you know, they do this, like, rock thing even this that, is too much even the rock go, thing is too much for I me mm, mm. I, I, I watch it and eh. I exactly I, I, I go I see what you're doing yeah. I'm not sure how it works yeah. I, I that actually works if you bring Tartakovsky in to do that sequence fine <laughs> Samurai Jack animated <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay. why not but but maybe it's the way it's then shot into Tarantino territory if you do that I guess if you change up the medium in yeah. the middle of yeah. the story it's one of the it's one of the few times that this movie actually crosses that line. I mean, everything else you can kind of go, well, they're just sort of hyper, you know, hyper-tuned yeah. humans. That one's just like, fight. oh, it's magic. That's like, but that can't yeah. happen. That's not real. That isn't possible in our universe. Then, then now there's magic, you know. And, you know, the idea of like, well, unless those throwing stars weigh 500 pounds, yeah. you're not going to get them to pierce anything. You know, it's like these are just issues that just like, well, let's just... You know, ignoring the world we live in, which I, you know, I, I, I object to in any movie. Yeah. Unless you're going to say, but it's magic. A wizard did it. Okay, you know, that's, that's it. the best he, shot, by the way, with yeah. it, with the beautiful, yeah, where he like yeah. pl- you know, plows through and crashes and you know, stumbles. That tip it. It's like you know what happens when you throw that ninja star at me. I go like this. Ah, yeah, that stings. Uh. That went almost a quarter of an inch in. Jesus. And then the, I'm going to have a mark. I did yeah. actually have that feeling at exactly that scene where he throws the ninja stars at what's called the Hive Guardian here. Um, he throws the ninja stars at the Hive Guardian, and it barely flinches, and it comes at him like, you've done this before. Surely you knew that wasn't going to work. <laughs> it's, I'm a freaking Hive Guardian, Yeah, dude. he has this look on his face like, I wasn't expecting that to happen. Yeah. See, now he's going to focus his chi or some shit. Oh, yeah. don't do it. Oh, don't gonna, do it. She's going to do it this time, too. She yeah. did it the last time we watched this. Yeah. And <laughs> she, she's doing it again. It's like, oh, it, oh, Chloe if, just walked in for this moment. we're going to buy yeah. it now. It's like, no, we didn't buy it the first time, movie. Why, is you, why are you making us watch it a second time? Yeah. And Cl- Chloe sighs. Chloe, Chloe, Chloe just yeah. sighs. Come here, come here, come here. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be okay, Chloe. Here's an, here's it's just an a movie. It can't hurt you. Attack of the Clones right there. It's going to be okay yeah. ever again. Doesn't this look awesome? It looks awesome. That's the point. That was a... Yeah. That was a that was a, an, a going for an anime moment. No specific anime, just the kind of thing where, like, the samurais pass each other and they freeze, and then one of them explodes in blood and dies. That's yeah. that's that moment right there. That's kind of what that's about. Chloe, you want to sit in on this one? And, and then yeah, it's like the, the the movie here is like like you were saying about dialogue. It's like he actually has to do the callback about right. point A. And, and what really bugs me about that is they're doing a callback to when he gave him the lecture about how you have to anticipate have to where the they're target. going. The target wasn't moving. Anyone right. could shoot that that yeah. vampire. Not uh, only that, but but way he to gave, not even understand the trope you're doing. Yeah, he gave him a lesson about how to lead the target, which anyone yeah. who knows how to shoot anything knows. Oh, that. I see. So the vampires are faster, so, so I should lead, lead them, them more. more. <laughs> Thank you, priest. You have opened up a whole new world. No, for what me. I love is the moment where he's like, "Oh, they're vampires," and shit, I'm stuck. And he shoots a hole in the ceiling, and light comes in, so the vampires can't get him. Okay. 
And then Priest's guy says, you'd make a good priest. <laughs> How about this? Really? Yeah. How about suck knew- my dick? Yeah. If that's all you need to know to yeah. be a priest... How really? about I'm a priest? That. Really? Is it's like that Robert Rodriguez thing. If you think you're, you, you just are a priest. Just say yeah. you're a priest if that's all you have to be to be a is priest. It, is it, so it's a, just a one step from, hey, sunlight, I should get sunlight to being able to jump off of pebbles and yeah. leap in the air? Really? Can is you it that teach simple? Me that? Is it just like a one-to-one? That's fantastic. If I'd make a good priest, then I'm no longer impressed with you. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> yeah. what it is. I thought you were all special and shit. Yeah. But exactly. Just, it's like that self-loathing thing. I, had a I don't like moment. you if you like me. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a common sense moment there. I had a moment of clarity. That's, that's all I was. I, I will say with this scene, she talks about, you know, I have bad dreams. I wake up, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And she, then she says, the good nights. I, I dream about, about other things. Other things. I Bless s- you for not spelling that yeah, out. I yeah. swear. I swear. I thought she gives him, she gives that look over her shoulder. I thought she was going to say, I, I dream, dream about you. I dream of having <laughs> sex with you. Yeah. And I was like, no, yeah. please don't. And they didn't. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Plus one. Yeah. I, I like so it's not it, like you don't know how to do this. You have one life left, Donkey Kong movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you don't understand how this works. That's good. I like how they they basically oh, have wow. given all these priests, especially her, uh, PTSD. Yeah. And, it, and it's yeah. not something that they, that they really yeah. focus on. It's yeah, just that's, like... That, yeah. that, that's one what, of the interesting the, ideas. Yeah, what, she, what she's describing is essentially PTSD, and it's just... That's what she has, and it's fucked her up. I think they do talk about. It. I, I mean, I I didn't listen to the the um, the actual commentary, but I read it in the trivia. It's basically like they came back from Vietnam, right? And no one gives a shit about yeah. them. It's like, dude, what? That's that's good. That's yeah. that's fantastic. Chloe's just watching this and cringing. It's adorable. In the chat room, this is sort of unrelated, but to the uh, uh, you'd make a good priest thing. Uh, Zarban has an interesting factoid. The judge told Ted Bundy he would make a good lawyer. <laughs> so it was kind of a backhanded comment. I think so. There. Yeah. yeah. Kind of... Anyway, are priests allowed to have relations? Are they allowed to love? No. Uh, romance is forbidden. Uh, forbidden. <laughs> yeah. But in some ways, you could say we're encouraged to love. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, <sighs> are they supposed to be Catholic? Is there any clue? Is the Pope like, a Catholic? Yeah, they, well, they have confession, and they... they, yeah. they, they yeah. Rosaries. They, it's, Rosaries, it's, okay. It's, they show it's, shitty yeah, Protestants. Catholic. It's catholic The Hail Mary. The Hail Mary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you're it's, right. It's Catholic-esque, certainly. You know, they've turned, they, they, they talk about how they turned the cross in like a corporate logo. And so, yeah, that was really a breakthrough thing you just did there. Um, no, it's not really. It's not at all a breakthrough. It's kind of old and tired, but okay. Uh, now this now, now the movie, like, here is like, here's where the movie's like, literally it turns into like, the good Reavers episode of Firefly that never actually got to happen. Uh-huh. You know, because it's like, this is an awesome fucking sequence yeah. of this town being massacred by these, you know, crazy things. And again, it's exactly what Joss Whedon was going for. He just didn't have the budget with his Reavers. Um, he w- he probably would have if he'd had the budget. Rather than like guys with their lips all stretched out, he probably would have, you know, done something more exciting. But, uh, you know, this is a great sequence. Yeah, it's, a shame, it's a shame that it doesn't involve any main characters. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just how it goes. The sequence, uh, in this sequence, all of the shots with Carl Urban in silhouette are awesome. And those yeah. are all the shots where I'm like, start over, and that's your basis for the movie. And examples <laughs> of the trope while Rome burns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Literally, yeah. Where the, you know, the bad guy is just doing his sort of calm thing in the face of all this mass destruction. Yeah. And cats and dogs living together. And the, the, uh, the director talks about how Urban was like, really? You want me to do that? Yeah, I'm not going to look like an idiot, Well, at that right? point, if I'm Carl Urban, I'm going Carl Urban, every, every other thing. Carl Urban's done some whacked-out shit his whole career. I mean, he, you know, he, he's... Riddick. 
Riddick. He would br- he would brook no party in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's Riddick. He was in Doom, and this movie also the creatures owe a lot to Doom. The faceless, just a mouth. That's totally from Doom, among other things. Um, Roseanne Barr. You know, but uh, he's been uh, he was, uh, Lord of the Rings. I mean, Lord of the Rings. You, That's a risk. You had to have been going. We could all look like fucking goofballs. Yeah. Yeah. We could all look like idiots doing this. Um, but the, you have to just commit and go and do it. Um, and have Peter Jackson. Anyway, so the director talks about how you know Urban was like, you know, I'm not sure about this. But then when he he they looked at it on the monitor afterwards and he saw what the shot really was. He was like, okay, <laughs> okay, I get it. All right, now I see what we're doing. So here's this really yeah this thing it's like here's some characters and some sympathetic you know okay we get them and you know and and then they die. They have it which is good. Literally looks like the same actors as yeah. the prologue. They have motorcycles <laughs> with onboard BIOS and big old gramophones and big old gramophones. Yeah. And no iPod to plug into the gramophone. As Timothy Busfield would say. Okay. Okay. Well, it's like, I mean, you know, Firefly, that was the complaint about Fireflies. Like, why do they even have horses? Why don't they have hovercraft? Because they're on the frontier. Yeah. Priests in the city have the hovercraft with the bios. No, these people are on the frontier. Dude, those creatures totally work. And that's yeah. the secret. If your creature looks like shit, make it wet and reflective. Yeah. These, uh, by the way, this, this uh, Go Carl. As long as he's not talking, I buy him. Um, this this it, actually it's is. A, ac- it's actually when it gets more physical that I buy him less. Yeah. This actually is a, a, a Western backlot town. That that they that they just uh, you know industrified. I they, think this is the same uh, the same place. It's on it's on Netflix. Really, it's random. been a thousand movies. There's a movie called yeah. Oblivion, which is a a sci-fi western pre pre Firefly. Totally weird. I, I only saw like the first twenty minutes so far. It's got George Takei in it though. Is it totally ripping off Priest? Um, I don't know. Strangely, what it's doing. yes. Um, but yes, we'll say that. But but it looks like the same backlot, so I would bet it's the same town. Um, oh, cool! There's a. I love that shot. I was like, "That's amazing." These shots yeah. here. Yeah, this is great. Wonderful trope. Lalide, good one. High five. Schizotech. Yeah, nice. The setting may seem at first to be the Middle Ages, the colonial period, or some fantasy counterpart culture, but when you look closer, you find polyester robots or some other high-tech toys in between the horse-drawn wagons and wad- uh, waddle and dub buildings. There's generally no rhyme or reason for which technologies are anachronistically present, besides the rule of cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, an That's example cool. uh, an example that I thought was was fun for that example. Not necessarily that the whole thing was successful, but um, yeah, the dark the dark shots. tower the dark tower wolves of the Kala, where it's like a frontier, but there's a robot. Right. There's a sentient robot in this otherwise frontier universe. Well, the dark uh, tower yeah. all along is like yeah, that. it's all this the, weird the amalgam of westerns like that, and yeah. yeah, western and and uh, sci-fi. Penny Arcade had a, a strip they were doing for a while. They like they did like three different stories that they were going to spin off, and I don't know if they ever I remember that. Went anywhere with it, but it was like a robot in a film noir and like a really like Maltese Falcon. No, I saw that one. I don't remember what it was called, but didn't you just direct a web thing that was the exact same pitch you just gave? Did I? A robot in a film noir thing and a ninja Uh, and a gay guy. I I emailed them. I was like, I was like, can I make a short out of this? I never, they never got back to me, but I was like, the robot ninja gay guys, guy guys, no, oh, Penny Arcade, Penny Arcade guys, right? I was gonna say, "Mm." (laughs) we know him. Why did you email those guys? We know that guy. That is Inspector Space Time. <laughs> Dude, that was so fucking weird. Yeah. That was so fucking weird. For those of you that don't know or care, you won't, whatever. But <laughs> For those that don't care. So we're watching, I'm watching Community, right? And they're doing a thing where it's like, oh, one of the characters just got into this sci-fi show from Britain that's been on the air for 60 years. Oh, my God. They're doing a Doctor Who thing. That's great. I'm, I'm right there with them. That's funny. They have their own little fake Doctor Who, cutesy. And he's pulling it up on the laptop and he watches it. And the little police box lands in a new time. And I'm like, yep. It's the, and then... Out comes the fake Doctor Who, 
my friend Travis. <laughs> my friend Travis is fake Doctor Who on Community. Wasn't prepared for that. He actually told me about it before. And it's called Inspector Space Time. Inspector Space Time. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, it's Abed's favorite doctor is our friend Travis. What? And we'll actually drop a little piece of inside. Uh, they're going to do more. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's already shot more. Uh, this, is where, this is where I go, you live on a spaceship, dear. <laughs> you work I know, I know, I know. in oh, the movie industry. Well, no, it's just that. This is not weird. I this just, will keep happening. I know, it, I know it does. I just love it when it does. But I'm sitting at work watching Hulu, and out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, oh, cute, they're doing Doctor Who. That's great. I love Doctor Who. What? <laughs> it was like that Family Guy thing. What? Yeah. 300, by the way. 300 and, What's happening and on the it, it feels oh, like okay. it should be something else too. 300, but, uh, it feels uh, like yeah, a million other it's, things. But you know, hey, it works. But you know, Spartacus. Also, Jesus. Sake, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> also Jesus. Also Jesus. Okay, fine. Also the Bible. <laughs> the fucking thing. the original trope collection. <laughs> no, well, no. I mean, let's not go. <laughs> in the chat, Zarban says. After all. Trey in the chat, Zarban says Teague is from Indiana. He just works in space. <laughs> okay, that's true. Hey, that, that looks like the shit they pull out of the World Trade Center. Oh, it's an industrial cross. Yep. What a what is what a shock that a random infinite, we found in a big grid a random structure, infinite pile of vertical things <laughs> that there should be a cross shape. I know. I'm going to hell. That's how it is. But, Wait but, a second. Whoa. But that is an important uh, not not the 9/11 thing. But but going <laughs> going back to that wasn't important yeah, at all. Fuck the 9/11 thing. To to this to this commentary. <laughs> yes. But uh, it was 10 years ago. Come on. Um, but yeah. can we move on? It was grim. <laughs> we get it. Let's move on. But um, anyway, Bravo. <laughs> go on. Send your emails. Um, Down in front show at gmail dot com. Yeah. Um, well, I was what I was going to say is I, I suppose it it's an interesting. It makes an interesting quiet point, a subtle point where. You know they crucified these priests, so it's like clearly they don't have a problem with crosses. They made them some. <laughs> yeah, they, they made get, some themselves. Give me some crosses. Yeah. Well, so, that's the whole thing. Is, is, that's a good it, point. Is they they that's one of the things they the trope that they, they deliberately set out to subvert is this whole idea. If he reads from the Bible, it's not the Bible. He's right. just quote. The Bible doesn't. You know, there's no spirituality in this story. These right. aren't vampires like you know Dracula. These are creatures that are called vampires. They live in the real world and they have a real physiology. You know, prayers don't concern them. They're not afraid of crosses. It's just that the crosses are weapons. It's kind of like the the idea of the church has been subverted into this warrior caste. Before we all, that still keeps and, the and, same and, 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 trappings, and that's why you really don't have the sense that God is a character or a force in the no, story. No, because that and that's why that I say the, that the vampires the are not a magic bean because they're very down to earth, real creatures. They're not vampires. They're just called. By them. the way, but, this is the moment yeah, where I was like, "Hey, Pirates of the Caribbean." Yeah, before right. we talk about how much this moment is bashing its head on pirates, uh, <laughs> just in case you wanted to know and, the backstory, and, well, and another another trope that the director freely admits that uh, if, if if you miss it, you're really very sad but it even looks the same my god yeah. anyway uh, uh the chat room is just as fucked up as we are don't worry about our sick fucking fans Seriously, it's, it's gonna because it's, it's gonna happen th- in a second if you don't scream the name of the movie then i'm gonna slap you all but go ahead uh joe says oh 9-11 was the best 11 and uh, <laughs> uh zarban says challenger was just getting funny when columbia screwed that up <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know another 10 years added another 10 years on that one another 10 years in county jail Ooh, and a good it. trope uh the church versus vampires is black and gray morality Mm, yeah. Tasty. Oh, you made me so sad. Not one of you said Raiders just there. Oh, with a knife. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's intentional. The director cops to that in the commentary that that's from Raiders. Unfortunately, well, it just it looks was, exactly like pirates. It's overshadowed by pirates because this whole yeah. scene is uh, like plays out shot for way. shot. Yeah. She's even dressed the same way. Yeah. Well, I guess so is Marion. That's right. So, 
For, for those of us who don't give a fuck about those pirate movies, I, I went right to Raiders instead. The first I never, one was good, goddammit. I never even, yeah, that was all right. Like, uh, but then, I honestly but don't now mind. Finally, I, mean, I, know, I know the second and third ones are total messes, but just as... The first one was entertaining. I was there. I was on the record as saying it. But it's like, I don't think of Pirates of the Caribbean. It's not ingrained to me. Anyway, here's Carl Urban. He's acting. He's acting really hard. Do you see how hard I'm acting? I just, I like the guy. I, I, I don't want you to have the impression that I don't like Carl Urban, because I do. I really do. I think he's good. I think he's good. <laughs> I, I just don't think he's... I think he's... Well, he's he's the, the kind of actor who's like, okay, you want me to be in your movie? Mm-hmm. I'll take it. You know, and it's <laughs> like, what have I got to work with? Well, that's a you problem. I, I'm just going to do whatever I can with it. I just think that he doesn't quite have enough to be forceful and mean and villainous and... Do the accent at the same time. I wish they would just let him speak in his normal voice. Can we disagree to call Carl Urban Snarl Acton? <laughs> I think that 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 too denigrates him too much. Like I said, I, I I think he's really good. I just think there's you know there's it's just a little too. He's still working too hey, hard on the hey, accent. Some people like a salad dry, and some people like it with acting sauce on it. <laughs> some people like it. No. Joe says Trey sounds like a constipated Shatner. Yes. Which is funny because his name is Shatner. Yeah. Hmm. And he's actually would be Shatless in that case. <laughs> so he would just be Ner. <laughs> Shatner, I never even met her. Well, Shatner, I never barely... met her. <laughs> Reinhold, I never messed her. Everest joke, never mind. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty. Well, it's, yeah, pretty, it's, thing. it's pretty above ground. You wouldn't have heard of it. Wow. Good. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank Done. You. Good night. Anyway, priest. Oh yeah, we have to. Oh, so it's a little bit I... much for the. She is a little more yellow than him. I'm just pointing this out. <laughs> I am, I, I... <laughs> Even color correction can't change that. I think they did it intentionally, man. I find myself <laughs> honestly pretty distracted by the crosses on their faces, especially yeah, it's her, just, it's just one of those it's things like side. if there was ever a time to not be faithful to the source material. Yeah. Let's not have the fucking tattoos on the face. At least not down the nose. I think that's yeah. what makes I think it too that, extreme. I think that's what Put it, it is. on the because, forehead. Because we're, we're trained, we're hardwired to, when we scan people's faces, we're always looking at their eyes. Yeah. And so anything that gets the, in the way of us looking into another person's eyes is problematic. That's why whenever you have the vast majority of the time, you have an alien with full-on latex, full-face makeup, it's still human eyes in there. If, you're, if it's a character yeah. you're supposed to actually have a conversation with. Or relate to it in any kind of way. So it's just like, yeah, I think the tattoo would have sufficed. It would have been okay just if, if it didn't, like, screw, yeah, it didn't get right in the way of looking in their eyes. The sun just found a hole in the landscape, and it's shining right at me. And it occurs to me <laughs> This is that... for real, not a metaphor. That's just yeah, no, I was like, I was like, It's wow. not an Elton John lyric. And then I realized yeah. you were just speaking literally. The, <laughs> that wearing dirty glasses in the sun is like existing in J.J. Star Trek. Yeah. Like, it's just nothing but these cool anamorphic flares across my eyes. Yeah. But you are beautifully lit right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's sexy. Yeah, that's quite something. Okay. Stupid son. <laughs> now, that More was the scene, that, that scene there where she did have to kind of... Solar, flat. baby. She did have to kind of spell it out about, okay, here's how I feel. But, you know, goddamn her, she was acting it, though. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good cast. It's a good cast. It's like, ooh, ooh. So, like you said, I think... Just give huh. them other things to say, yeah. and yeah. this movie would have been so much more successful. Just, this is an interesting point that Zarban makes. In this age of Google, what kind of moron names the movie Priest? <laughs> no. well, Do you um, want to be the number one return? The, the, moron, the moron who bought the rights to the comic book Priest. Yeah. 
You should call it because you know priest. there's a huge market because it's a comic book. You know, it's Not like so if, you, if you named your movie the. Yeah, I totally want to do that. I want to pull that up on IMDb right now. Oh my God, help me! Yeah, there you go. Well, that's why the Sci-Fi Channel is called the Sci-Fi Channel now. So, oh, it's the Siffy. The yeah. Siffy Channel. That's that's why it's called that. So. That makes sense too. Yeah, that's why they did it. Now, actually, one of the things they pointed out in the uh, the special features is is his gun is both a revolver and an automatic. No. It's got a chain, it's got a rotating cylinder, but it's also got a clip, and that's why it's got two barrels because it's both in one. Uh, and they say they say that the director goes, "Does that make any fucking sense?" No, but it's awesome. <laughs> it's like okay, if you can just admit that was your sensibility, I'm much more on board with the, what with your movie now. I get it now. I get it. It's like okay, yeah, that makes no freaking sense. I mean, there it is. Look, there's a clip that goes in the bottom, but there's also a chamber, and they're both practical. It works. That's a working double gun. But, Good thing uh, we already killed off. Why randomly. would you ever build something like that? Exactly. Yeah. But hey, you know, for the next cause, one. cause it's cool. For the next child of Bruce Lee. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So the thing about the cross and the cross idea, Too soon. the cross <laughs> idea also is like no, well, it's not. They've already established that. The cross is merely a symbol. It's not like if you have a cross on your face, the vampires can't bite you. It right. has no actual power. Um, so why, you know, it's like, okay, I'll be taken away from my family and the woman I love and become like a space ninja who has to kill vampires. But seriously, a tattoo on my fucking face, really? <laughs> is that necessary? Come on. Train top battle is a trope. Oh, boy. Oh, of course. Matrix Reloaded. Truck battle. That's what I was thinking. Last Crusade. Yeah. yeah. Every, oh, that was cool! Every western ever made. Yeah. At the, uh, I saw Williams. Back to the future. I saw John Williams at the uh, Hollywood Bowl, and he mostly just played the music. But at one point, he did a thing. It was really cool. He said, "I've gotten the rights." Got on top of a train, <laughs> sort of punching people. <laughs> and, and it was awesome. Fought George Lucas. No, it was, it was so awesome. It was. It was cool, and he did a backflip. Um, it was CG. He uh, he got the music list version of the first ten minutes of Last Crusade. So all the stuff in the caves and. Belongs in a museum. Belongs to Coronado. Belong, you know, he's dead. Grandchildren on the top of the train stuff. The whole thing, and he played the whole thing without music, and it's just awful and fucking interminable. And just God, I don't care. And the the sound effect when he fall, goes into the the snake thing, where it's like, is so loud and awful and out of place, and everything about it sucks. And then he played the music live, and it's the most fucking awesome scene you've ever seen in your life. It was so cool to see that happen. With regards to Last Crusade train fight thing. TLDR, music is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> music, good. I I'm, I'm, was interested in the making of, of how they shot the sequence because it actually is, it's kind of a good combination between uh, you know, current digital and old school because what it is, it's a semi pulling three real train cars. So a lot of the a lot of the stuff they're they're doing is up against a real background of a real train car side. Oh, uh, to the side of the bikes is what you're saying. Or just in general? I'm saying that the train consists of a semi-truck pulling three train cars across the desert. There's okay. no train. There's no track. Right. But tre- the three of the cars are real and really there. So, like, there when they're riding alongside, right. that's real. That's all a real thing. And then they just added the rest of the train, and they added the, the locomotive out the front. Did the bike really explode, Uncle Trey? Probably <laughs> not. Probably not so much. Um, Aliens? And I thought that was really cool because that way they, you know, that's, they're, they're able to get a lot of the stuff practically And killer way. clowns. And Killer Clowns. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> totally. A little bit. A little bit. And Van Helsing, for that matter. Oh, yeah. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. More than anything else, it reminds me of Van Helsing. But uh, the train track is always entirely digital unless they're shooting next to a small little chunk of, of train that they built just for a shot. You know, when she's set, setting the charges, that's real train track. But that's you know what's weird? Yeah. Surrogate's at least stuck to a genre. <laughs> this is like... It's... <laughs> 
if they weren't making a every movie movie from the makers of that movie, it would be a jokeless version of that would just be this, where it's like every scene ever is in this movie. It doesn't seem to hold as tightly to sci-fi tropes as this as surrogates does, which I guess is a positive quality. I'm having a weird sort of existential thing. Here. <laughs> what 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 is this? And yes, what am I? Teague's about to about to have another ray of sunshine mm. shine directly on him. I think. Guys, the light is so bright. We're going to go sucker punch. Oh, wait. This is good, now. maybe. I'm just yeah. so enchanted by the movie at the end of it. I'm just like, ah, uh, there was cameras and widescreen and blue. Yeah, yeah see, here's here's the bit where I'm like, no, he's got a point. That's better than what you got. Yeah, that's actually. A, actually, yeah, what do I owe those fuckers? Come yeah. to think of it. It is. It, it's, it is it's the, as uh, Guillermo del Toro talked about, you know, his his own assessment of the problem with Hellboy 1 versus Hellboy 2 was even he admitted in retrospect that in Hellboy 1 it wasn't really clear what the bad guys were trying to do. It was like, what, what are you trying to do? You know, if, if, the, if the bad guy's thing is, I'm going to bring him out Armageddon. G- okay, go on. Uh, why? Yeah. What, what's, what's that going to do? for you at the end of that the, day? The, uh, the, the guy who wrote um, a, a fantasy series that's becoming a big thing, I haven't read yet, but I've had it recommended to me, Patrick Rothfuss, he wrote uh, In the Name of the Wind, sequel The Wise Man's Fear. Haven't read it, heard good things. But anyway, his whole thing was... Uh, in in finding new motivations for the villains, and I, I bring it up just because I like the way he put it. He's like, I, I never understood the villains who wanted to destroy the world. Why would you do that? That's where you keep your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless you want to go, well, he's just crazy insane, which yeah. is okay. Which which is the Dark Knight. Some people just want to watch the world burn, yeah, that, which but... is a perfectly valid you know motivation and trope to use. But make sure if that's what you're doing, that's what you're doing. So here's you know here's where she's showing you know super ninja powers that aren't real. So this is the magic bean, and and is the magic bean in most ninja movies ever made? Is you know there are things that humans just actually can't do, but you know we go oh but he, she's a superhero so okay fine. Right. Well, they tried to do. Uh, I mean, the the walking on pebbles thing was trying to be like a crouching tiger wuxia type thing as yeah. well. You know. So. And that's fine. Like I said, it's like but that's that's the magic bean is because that's the thing that isn't part of our universe. You know, that's where you have to kind of go. But yeah, a wizard did that. You know, all this, like, flippy stuff. Can we stop? <laughs> <laughs> We're almost We're done. Almost We're there. Make it. We just have to wait for the train to actually get to the yeah. city. Yeah. But the, the issue... A little bit of Batman Begins there, too. Little, yeah. little Batman Begins, a little Road Warrior happening going on, and then, you know, the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Road Warrior action. I really didn't like the, the sound design on this thing, just because it was so, like, in your ear. You know ear. who did it? Huh? You know who did it? Who? Oh. Ben Burt? No, I was just making that up. Oh. I have no idea. I was like, he did this to us? He's <laughs> usually so much better than you're that. You're giving me the Ben Burt look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, that look. You know who else did sound look. design? Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else liked sound in movies? Goebbels. And Spielberg. You, you thought I was going to say Hitler. And here's a weirdly, like, almost Dawn of the Deadish <laughs> moment yeah. where it's like meat everywhere. Which I like. It's like, okay, well, if you're going to do it, just then, okay, go all the way with it yeah. at least. Like, can I? Can we get more of that then? Yeah, she can so actually like, like explode people with her. You know. Oh wow, that's deep. What? Did this rip off surrogates, or did surrogates rip off this? <laughs> like I said, the surrogates. Whoa. Surrogates is the surrogates of the dystopian future iRobot-y bullshit movie. Mm-hmm. This is the surrogates of the post-apocalyptic crap world. <laughs> crap. What, what was that's the crap sack, crap, world. crap sack world movie? It's all of those. Whereas uh, surrogates is all of the high-tech future movies. 
I tell you what, Carl Urban knows how to wear that outfit. Yeah. He's got his arms out just right, like the gunslinger. Yeah. He's, he's walking forward. There is a man who knows his own silhouette. Yeah. Which is kind of important, you know. If well, you're going like to be that guy. And that body snatches a little bit, you know. Actors today, especially actors in movies like these, they have a whole sense of movement and, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. kinesthesiology about it. I didn't like that shot where he got punched in the face, by the way. <laughs> he was making a very silly face before he got he. punched. The uh, it's, I once heard it described as um, someone who he knows how this is supposed to look, uh-huh. you know, which is which is you know it's it's it, these things are so ingrained now. It's like if you're going to be on standing on Ooh. top of a standing on, on top of a moving train with a you know Clint Eastwood outfit on, y- you know, do it right. there's a way to stand. There's yeah. a way that we want you to do that. In the chat, yeah. Zarban reminds me of a conversation we need to have on this commentary. Uh, how does this compare to Legion? As two bodies of work by the same guy, better. Yeah. Better? This is definitely Agreed. better. Agreed. What yeah. what, are, what improvements did he make over Legion? I think I think one of the main things, and it, you know, the, a lot of it in Legion may not have entirely been his fault because of you know uh, limitations on on budget and yada yada. Um, this one actually makes sense. <laughs> there's a through line that makes sense. It, there's there's still a problem in characters that you don't super care about them, but at least generally speaking the motivation of each character actually makes sense it could have been improved but it's significantly better than legion in that it's not like legion where you're like why did that scene even happen and what are we talking about and what's going on right here you want all the pieces to be there and to work and interact with each other and if they do then the clock works it's just it's not a rolex it's just it works it's a dollar store clock <laughs> it's not a good clock <laughs> it's a timex it's it's that little cheap timex yeah. you bought when you were 6 yeah. years old it's yeah. At least in this movie, we know what they're doing. Yeah. We may not know why or or care, but in Legion, we don't even know what the hell they're doing. They're, yeah, like we talked about, they're trying to save the baby because of baby. <laughs> yeah. In this bam, one, bam, it's bam, like bam, bam, bam. In this because one, of oh god, yeah. angels. And, and in this one, it's like well, vampires are bad. Although actually, they've got a good case. But uh, you know, the vampires are bad, and we're trying to save humanity. Okay, that at least uh, makes sense. You, you can kind of shorthand that and get away with it. Yeah. Like, oh, all right, all right, I guess. If you really think about it, yeah. it doesn't work. But okay. Yeah. Well, but th- part of it is, is like you said, it's easy to shorthand it because it's like vampires are going to do something to humans. Oh, okay, that's not yeah, good. I'm, that's I'm against that on principle. Whereas, <laughs> whereas okay. if you if you delve into the mythology and you go back and it's like, yeah, God and angels and something something humans. It's like uh, I'm confused. Wait, who's the bad guy? What? Yeah. How come Paul Bettany doesn't stop the train by punching it? Yeah. yeah. Why doesn't she stop her, with, stop her with her rope darts? That's good. I thought he was going to get stabbed in the chest like Barbosa. I totally thought they were going to go full pirates. I did too, yeah. By the way, I, I missed the opportunity to go last, uh, what was it, last night? Or two nights ago? We two were, nights ago. We watched I'll, Priest. I'll, I'll vouch for you, though. Uh, we're watching the scene where he's like, why do you care so much? And I'm like, I'm his father. <laughs> or I'm her father. And then on the screen... I'm her father. It's like, <laughs> wow. Because I am her father. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker yeah. look just like the thing. Yeah. That's just fun to say. I'm sorry. So it's just like, uh, yeah, it's like, that train so it would have been so much better to not <laughs> say that. You know, it's like, no, it would have been awesome if he was like, he's her mother. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Whoa. She owes me money. Our priest seahorses? That's awesome. <laughs> Go on. I'm her mother. Whoa, well, it's a whole other movie now. Well, I didn't see coming. Why? Because, I mean, the excuse, or at least the, the justification at the beginning before the reveal of that truth is that he, Paul Bettany is her uncle. Yeah. Why is that 
why do you even need to go to the next step? Like, I, I love my niece and nephew, and if I were Paul Bettany in this situation, I would feel compelled if you're, to save if them. You're a would you stop priest, a train by punching They're it? your only family. Yeah. yeah. You know? I, said, but, I, mean, I think it's just fine. I think it's like, it literally, it's like, he's the bad guy. You don't actually have to answer his conversational question. <laughs> okay, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to... You're going to kill me and pin me to a wall with a steak knife, but I'm going to leave you hanging as to answer that in question. Okay, how about that? I'm not going to tell you. Okay, how about that then? You're just going to have to die wondering <laughs> while I hang from a burning train by a steak knife. So there, pooey. So what, you, you, this, you may win the day and you may kill me, but... I'm still I, hanging out of a burning still, train by steak knife. I still, yeah. I still yeah. got that one night. I, yeah, I got that one shot in, though. That hurt. That stung. You know it. One character in this movie needed a Joss Whedon pass where it's just nothing but sarcasm. Just yes. one character. I bet. If and, you, well, I think I, I think, think, think Sheriff Sheriff Boy was supposed to be that, yeah. but he can't pull it off. I bet if you replaced Cam Gijande with with Nathan Villian, this movie would have worked so much better. Yeah, yeah. I I would be interested to see Nathan Villian doing. And the other thing is, and the director did copy that. Um, Michelle Yao, who isn't Michelle Yao, but she's the other one who's not Michelle Yao. Something Q. Yeah, Maggie Q. Which was good. I don't. I'm not denigrating her at all. She's. I think she's really good in this. Yes, it was no. intended. That, by the way, that stunt, Bettany did that. They remark on that at length. <laughs> that he literally did do a flying leap, grab her with one hand, and catch the train with the other. No way. He actually did that. He was on a wire. He was on a wire, but of course, the wire is only there if you don't make it. You know, if you, so you don't fall, you know, it didn't ten, help him. 10 feet to the ground. Yeah, he wasn't being supported by the wire. It was just a safety. Very he was cool. like, if, if you look at the shot, it's a stunt girl. It's not the actress, but it's like he actually does. The move you see him do, he did. And they like, the director comments on it. He comments on it. Because Benny goes, I'm not an action guy. I'm a fucking British skinny actor. I don't, I don't know how I got into doing this stuff, but I, this is not my thing. Uh, anyway, He's so coming that guy at least. Yeah, in, yeah. In actually, Scott so that like 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 Liam Neeson is sort of like somehow becoming that guy. Yeah, but I mean the idea that um that she was supposed to die. This is supposed to be a sacrifice that you know, and the whole idea of her like surviving later was like a, you know, I think they kind of intimated it was kind of a studio, but uh, no, but we like her. It's like again, sort of totally undercutting her entire character arc. Right, just yeah. just blowing that all. Just but screw it can't character be an arc. Unhappy ending. Yeah, an <laughs> interesting point from uh, Zarban in the chat room. Uh, what would you say Paul Bettany's been pigeonholed as at this point? Well, he's he's turned into you know the the religious crusader action guy. Atheist at this point, huh? Atheist. Is he? Mm, apparently. Awesome. <laughs> There's I irony just think for that's you. funny. For him. It's like and, God, and, the guy who can't stop self-flagellating. Yeah. And Liam Neeson is a terrorist. Yeah. That's what's weird. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So Take that money, man. <laughs> Some, somebody had a tweet that that was something to the effect of right now. Somewhere in Hollywood. I like him better now, though. (laughs) We'll say that. There's a script right now floating around in Hollywood called Untitled Liam Neeson Revenge Project. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and under that, if you 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 peel off that label, it's an Untitled Harrison Ford Revenge Project. (laughs) It's been around for about uh, 10 years. When they were casting Scrubs, they had described Dr. Cox as a John C. McGinley-type role. (laughs) He ended up playing Dr. Cox. (laughs) Perfect. How appropriate. So, yeah, train blew up, Carl Urban. The whole desert's on fire. Yay, Thomas Dorff. Yeah, here. You can see out to the horizon, Carl Urban's nowhere to be found. Somehow, if they ever make a sequel, which I don't think we're going to see, um, I guess he would have survived somehow. Yeah, he was, like, he was caught in the fire, but we don't <laughs> see a body. As, so. I, as the, the line I always trot out. Well, he got in his TIE fighter and he flew away. Yeah, the line I always trot out of when a movie pulls this kind of bullshit out of a hat is, Phew, that was close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have to be dead. The fact that you're not dead is bullshit. Oh, well, his hat. I mean, even, even that. Ha- he's dead. I lost the Marcus. 
I was talking about her. I was talking oh. about. I mean, they did show her jumping off, but again, that wasn't the point originally. Right. Was you know that she was gonna, that she was going to kamikaze right into it, but. And now we have the coda where the movie kind of thinks it needs to do this when it doesn't actually know why it should do it. Yeah, we don't. I don't. Maybe God just got it. sick of the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? That oh, happened. Yeah. That was a yes. real thing. Somebody thought that meant something. <laughs> Maybe God just got sick of the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a thing. You think that would have happened quite early on, really, though, <laughs> if that's if that was going to happen at all? In fact, according to the book, he has gotten sick of this yeah. bullshit. That's happened quite a few times, yeah. actually. Yeah, the Etch Sketch end of the world. So this this whole framing story of the church is all like, it literally is only the trope. It doesn't even bother to like really explain what is this, what does this mean though? What is what are we supposed to get from this? It's like. The church is hiding it. Oh man, I feel Go on. you're you're so right. As I watch this, I'm like, this is equilibrium, one hundred percent. That's yeah. what we're looking it's at. It's totally equilibrium. It's in my yeah. it's in my head because I saw equilibrium just recently and, and got it. But this whole idea about you're out of order. The whole system the Coke machine is out of order too, by the way. The but yeah, it's like what is the purpose of this? It's like I the church, why? Okay, the church does. Is it because they don't want to believe it? Is yeah. it because? But they did before. I would have loved. I would. I. I think. I think the great uh, kind of dark way to do it is the church has been defying him. This, like we talked about, the church has been defying him this whole time. He finally comes in and throws the the vampire head on the ground, and without a without a beat. The priest immediately flips his script and starts talking about the vampire menace and stuff. You know, we've always been at war with East Asia. Just pulls yeah. a complete. Yeah, that, that actually would have been great if he like, because it's like there, there's the evidence right there. It's like he drops the fucking head. Thank yeah. you. Told you. Does I do that? Look yeah. like just like okay, play along with me on this. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for completing the yeah. mission, the secret mission that we totally and, sent and, you on. And just play there. totally like this is what I've been saying all along. Exactly. Yeah. And, this is and, what and we've watch been the you have been listening and watch the entire audience go. He has been warning us. The the Virtual Faithful I security, right? I, yeah. We couldn't say anything until we were sure Bin Laden was dead. Yeah. But now we can tell you yeah. that all along our intention was to do this. Anyway, have a yeah, fucking if, priest. If not have the church against them, then make it a little clearer about the way society is against yeah. them, and then show that it's like, oh, but the church is doing that on purpose for for their own reasons, yeah. you know. But you know how you can watch bad or not watch. Sorry, you know how you can eat bad pizza, but it's like eh, it's fucking pizza. I don't care. I can watch bad but, pizza as well. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it go. Curl right? up and watch a bad pizza. And then you're eating and it's fine. And then you have one piece of pizza too many. Right? It's like, well, this was fine, but now not fine. Well, now I feel kind of gross. Now, not now I hate the whole pizza. Now <laughs> not fine. Exactly. That's what happened when I watched Priest yeah. again a day after I, I watched it the first time. Pizza. Yeah. It's like, it yeah. was fine, and now it's just like, oh, bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Not bad, bad. It's, it's like having pizza. a hair in, on, like, on your tongue somewhere, but you can't get it off with your teeth. Just like, Stop it, priest. Stop it. Anyway, I, that's you know, priest. Okay, that's priest for me. B. Yeah. R. I. N. I think I actually would agree with you. Uh, I don't think watching this in quick succession was a uh, was a good idea because <laughs> this was found this very. I told tedious. you, you need tums. Too much pizza. <laughs> yeah, this was too much pizza. This, I found I found this terribly, terribly tedious to uh, to watch through a this second was, time. This was much quicker. It's the only like ninety two minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. It's eighty seven minutes. Yeah. it's a very uh, quick movie. I was ready to have the joke. I was like, I, I blinked. What I miss? Oh, all of it. The the, all right. the, the movie. Yeah. The Mike. Yeah. Fucking awesome, right? I well, like I say, I, I there's 
there hasn't been a lot of time in between. Like there, there are some movies because I only watched it like the other day as well. There are some movies that you watch like you haven't seen them in months or a few years, and you're like, oh, you know, I've I've had time to reevaluate this. I'm watching it with fresh eyes. Blah blah. blah. I'm like, I got the same opinion now as I did at the beginning. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. It's it's closer that I, I mean, it's it's a fairly straightforward movie to the point that it's formulaic. It just needed a pass to make the characters into real people and make them entertaining to watch because as it is, it's just going through the motions to the point where you can stop paying attention for minutes at a time and not lose anything. Um, so it's it's close. It's just it's just not quite there. And and but you know it's such a great leap forward from Legion that maybe the ne- the guy's okay. next thing will be awesome. So I guess we'll see. What if Priest is- was a movie, you wouldn't punch it. You would just. If Priest was Put a, a kick me sign yeah, on it. If Priest was a movie, you wouldn't punch it. It'd just be like, you know, you walk by it in the hall, you're like, hey. What's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trey. Yeah. And, and you'd like, you know, do a little like shadow box. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Come hey, at, you, come hey. at me, bro, right? Yeah. It'd be, it'd be the Rob Schneider at the copier of movies. Like, yeah. Hey. Hey. Priesty. Doing kill, the priest thing. Killing the vampire. <laughs> yeah. You're that guy killing the vampire. But don't, but, but you have to do that because otherwise, He'll start talking. You'll never get yeah, out of there. Gotta, so you, you gotta, gotta, you gotta, you gotta jump in first. And then, <laughs> you, hey, you gotta, buddy, keep going. Just keep you gotta walking. make the two lines of small talk and always keep moving. <laughs> that's right. Draw, draw first blood and then run. That's that's how that works. Trey, explain yourself. I well, you know, again, I it's a weird thing, and I I still haven't quite cracked the code yet. But uh, you know, like I said, I I bought this movie with assistant zero assistant to Miss Q. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Everyone gets an assistant. Every man an assistant. We I, make fun of Mick G, and we let this happen. <laughs> I bought this. I bought this movie at the you know the Ralph's checkout line. I took it home. I watched it. I immediately watched it again with the director's commentary because I was like, "How did this happen? <laughs> How? I want to know. Like, is this little, like McG? Is this like a McG thing? Where it's like, is this a Terminator yeah. X? Where you just don't know any better? It's like, or? did you do you realize? And there's like, there was a I I I sort of discerned a, a you know walking that kind of fine line. It's like, yeah, it's it's this. Yeah, we made this. What did you think this would be? You know, it's like, yeah. Motherfucker, we did this on purpose. Yeah, that's from fucking, you know. It's like, uh, fuck you, priest. And it's like, fuck me, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. I'll, you know, it's like, it, and, uh, you know, I'm, I, any movie I that. I fucked like, you just now. You didn't even know it. Uh, can be. Can be doing the effects, like always. Um, you know, I, for a movie that does all the other movies, it does them really well. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't fine. It you fucking can, does them. You can tell that it paid attention to those other yeah. movies. I'll Blair say that. Clark, yay, Blair, go Blair. Um, Chris Pizes, yeah, these are people I know. Renee Binkowski, Binky. Woohoo! That's that was her nickname, Renee Binkowski Binky. She looked just like the, that. Renee Binkowski looks just like the lead from Sucker Punch. Yeah. Oh boy. Not kidding. Binky. I like it. Binky. Anyway, um, I I find the movie kind of fascinating and kind of a. Uh, it's like it's 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 like it's like I feel like the naturalist who like this this. How does this organism survive in the wild? It can't possibly be. You want to study its habits? Yeah, I do. I want to know. I want to know the evolution of this movie. Um, like I said, I found it, and again, I probably give it the most pass because. The post-apocalyptic wasteland is, it's, I'm disappointed because by now I thought I'd be living in one and I don't know where the fuck is keeping it because I've been waiting for it for 30 years. It really is overdue. I've been trying to bring this shit down (laughs) for years. It was supposed to happen by itself for fuck's sake and and it's still, I'm still hanging. I'm still not getting my my fucking back end payment for Fight Club. That's all me, man. I was supposed to, I was supposed to I was told the 90s were going to bring it. Those are my life rights. By now, I was supposed to be riding the nitro truck across the wasteland and eating people, and, and it hasn't happened yet. So all I have is movies about it. And uh, so I, I just love that. I love that genre. I'm always fascinated by what people do with that genre. And uh, so it gets, a, it gets a bonus from me there that probably gets it over some hurdles that uh, it wouldn't have otherwise. 
Uh, it's just, like I said, it's a movie to study. Yeah. One way or another, it's like it's a movie to go, huh. Poke, you know, poke. Look what they did. Let's well, draw, let's draw some blood and see yeah, what happens. Let's, 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 let's take some sample. <laughs> let's, let's dissect it. Let's dissect this. Let's dissect it and see what's inside. And there. on that contemplative note, yeah. this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Email us at Down in Front Show at gmail.com. Involve yourself in the forum at downinfront.net slash forum. It's a big community of people. Everyone's awesome. We talk on the internet and cuss a lot. It's great. We also announce every week. When, where, what, why, and how the live episode things are going to be happening, so you can be part of the chat room and help us out, like troping. Thank you very much, Lloyd, for all of that. TVTropes.org for anything that ever happened in a movie twice. Matt Fedevita, show notes and chapter breaks, and uh, iTunes, Holden Hill Designs, maintain the website. I'm chipping on it, damn it. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. Mike Scott. Trey Stokes. And this has been Down in Front. Good night. Thank you very much for listening. Good night, good night. All right. Beep, 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 How was that? Should we go again? <laughs> no, Carl, that was good. <laughs> that was good, Carl. You sounded... I thought this movie sucked. You just got here. You just saw the credits. <laughs> yeah, and they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Trendsinyourhead.com.